Well, ladies and gentlemen, I may be doing a dumb bit to uh, start off our show, but we're here to talk gibberish, aren't we, Dom? Absolutely. Back once again, casting the pods, talking shit. So I'm doing this dumb bit where I have basically completely fucked the audio for the first part of this podcast. If you noticed, everything's on the left-hand side, and everything is slightly, there's no there's no bass, there's no extra thing. This is how I've been hearing for the last couple of weeks. It's cleaned up now, it's been like this for a couple of weeks, I've been sorted out, it's all good. But for like six weeks, I have had nothing but this weird noise where all I can hear is out of one ear. Everything else is completely clogged, and there's no depth to it at all, so there'll be no high, no low, no nothing. So you'll understand, if I've ever been in a bad mood in the last couple of weeks, this has been it. <laughs> this is, my life has been in this certain way. I'm going to quickly fix the audio before we begin with our first segment of Cunt of the Show, because it's a good one. And I want you to hear it in full proper audio HD, I guess. Yeah. And we're back with proper audio levels. Yes, we're back with the <laughs> the audio HD. Yeah, audio HD. <laughs> audio HD. You're going to listen to that and be like, ew. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, when you listen through, like, just to check it all out, I'm going to make sure there's all the compression levels are right so that you just hear this weird, flat dialogue. Like, everything that comes at you is going to sound horrible yeah. rather than what we do now. Cut at the show. Cut at the show. Right, starting at the top of the show. What I, what I do is, and I would put this at the start because I say it's a good warm up. It's good to get that kind of self righteous anger going. Yeah. And uh, with this one, there there's absolutely great reasons to feel angry. We're about to talk about Sarah Barris and Brandon Machin. I guess is going to be the pronunciation. Uh, let's say the name. M A C H I N Machin. Yeah, Machin. 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 No, there's nothing so exotic. Uh, these yeah. guys are from Sheffield, so the exotic yeah. lands of Sheffield. <laughs> the exotic lands. You may have seen these guys in the news recently because they've been jailed for murdering their sons. They uh, tried to poison their six kids. First of all, calm it down. Yeah, first of all, buy a TV. Buy condoms. <laughs> <laughs> buy condoms, then a PlayStation. You have too much time on your hands. They uh, they suffocated the eldest two brothers, who were 14 and 13 years old at the time, killed them, and they uh, tried to murder the next child by drowning the kid in the bath. They were sent to jail, and frankly, she went to the deepest hell imaginable. Uh, but the question is, why would you try and murder your only children? Oh, the only six children you have. <laughs> insurance. <Fucked> <laughs> insurance money. Uh, actually, it's more of a scam than that. They're trying to hide the fact that uh, Sarah and Brandon are half-brother and sister. Incest murderer! Yay! Oh, that sounds like the makings of a horror anime. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Probably. Uh, yeah, this this story came out and I, I saw it. it was at my parents and I decided to have a couple of drinks and I proceeded to drink a lot more that night. I can understand why. Just trying to wrap my head around the idea that someone's out there making sisters, making babies with their half sister, and I was like, hmm, need to clean this one up. Yep. <laughs> Bring me the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Come here, Junior. It's bad time. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, the cunt of the week rightly deserved. Yeah, the, the baby, uh, or the, the child they tried to drown apparently survived and uh, I hope to fuck those kids are okay. Uh, there's four of them are now going into the adoption agency here in the UK and they've the, the parents are now being charged and hopefully given the an infinite sentence. Yeah. I don't care about these guys getting out. No, definitely not. The only wor- the only thing that could be worse for the child is if they go to the hospital and get checked out and it's fucking Alex Jones with that weird creepy doctor voice. Like, we make them comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we take the babies. <laughs> Take the babies, make them comfortable. <laughs> it's, it's the bit when if you, I watched the the video podcast for that section because I think it was off at the time, so I had plenty of time. So I thought, fuck it, never watched it on YouTube before. Yeah. It's just the fact that he keeps doing this weird hand gesture where it's, the hands are almost touching, and he just does a slight to the right hand side gesture. And we make them comfortable. I'm like, yeah. What's the hand doing? What's the hand alluding to? That's what? creepier than your weird accent. Why does the hand pass in a certain direction <laughs> and with weird consistency? Yeah, odd consistency. <laughs> It's uh, he's a weird, he's a weird gentleman. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's I'm putting it very politely. Did you see him uh, being interviewed by Karen Dankel? I did not. 
Uh, no, he was. He had like an hour long interview with uh, Scottish YouTuber Marcus Meekin, aka Count Dankula, who has been uh, obviously in the news a lot for his uh, issues with a pug video where he made his pug. Uh, uh, is he the dude that made his pug do the Nazi salute? Yeah, he basically trained it. So you basically train dogs to do anything. So yeah. the stimulus was gas the Jews. And what he said was, uh, like, give paw for the phrase gas to juice. Yeah. So he said, I've turned my pug into an Nazi. Fucking weird. Yeah. Not the funniest joke, but still technically a joke. No. But uh, yeah. the, the Scottish Crown Service said, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you've committed hate speech. You're being fined for £800, which I was in weird confusion about because he was saying, I'm not paying that. I will go to jail on principle on this thing. Mm. Fuck. Like, okay, understandable. If you disagree with the court, you would naturally follow that line of uh, thought. Hmm. Turns out he had the money taken from him. Oh, right. The uh, the Scottish court basically served him a letter saying, you've failed to pay it yourself voluntarily. Yeah. We can either garnish wages, uh, we can seize property, or we can just take it out of your bank account. Yeah, it's, you don't really get the option if you if it was if you t- if they were giving you a fine, you don't really get to say, now nah, just go to jail. And like, no, there's been no jail sentence passed. Yeah. We will take the money one way or the other, and then you get the sheriff officer heavies coming at the door and saying, Right, give us eight hundred pounds worth of stuff. I check for eight hundred pounds, or we just come in and take shit. Yeah, and that was that was what well, what they did was they did it digitally, so yep. they don't have to bother a police officer. It's technically more effective as policing goes. It's good policing. Yeah, it's weird that happens in a what is basically a free speech uh, case. Although one thing you've you kind of learn throughout the course of this is that we don't actually have free speech. So. It's limited free speech. Yeah, we have we have what we're allowed to say, yeah. <laughs> and and a weird you way. We have the pre-approved list of shit that you can say, but you will never actually see it because as soon as you draw a line, people will now start working around that line, yeah. through the line, people over will the line, dig under the line. <laughs> people will try and shift the line, you know, <laughs> rub the line out and draw it again. <laughs> or yeah, it, it's a weird situation, but yeah, I don't know how we got into that. But yeah, Alex Jones's yeah. interview with uh, Marcus Meekin very interesting yeah. very strange yeah I'd weird s- to see and going back to the, the cunt of the show I think that's what happened because I, I think I said the baby going to the hospital and it's just Alex Jones in a weird I don't know why I picture when he was doing that voice I pictured him dressed as Colonel Sanders but, <laughs> <laughs> but with a white it's lab the coat soft the, soothing southern voice yeah it, it was not soothing <laughs> it <was laughs> it's creepy. supposed to be it, it's soothing it's supposed to it's sound a southern loving voice it's southern loving voice <laughs> Sounds like, like no, biscuits that... and gravy. And you're like, okay, that's nice. But at the same time, you're talking about like, yeah, blending children. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about taking stem cells from children. Yeah. Nah, fuck those people. Don't don't have weird incest kids. Only then to kill them. On your mistake, fuckers. <laughs> I'm trying to find like a weird like cameo, like segue we can have to the next thing. And I'm just, I keep focusing on weird incest babies. So I guess I'm going to go with uh, Apple launching the new streaming service with... Uh, called a show called C okay uh, and it's where Jason Momoa helps children or some shit <laughs> they're all blind everyone on the planet is blind and it's Jason Momoa fighting a bear which I guess is a weird incest baby joke I don't know I don't know I mean seeing Jason seeing Aquaman fight a bear would be kind of cool but it, it's it, weird that it, it leads me on a point where the I think we're now going to see the streaming service war with Netflix well, kind of at the forefront Netflix already in a very well established entrenched position as being on almost every device humanly yeah. possible uh, Disney Plus is trying to take it, but they don't really, in my opinion, they don't really have as much to offer to people outside the US. Whereas Netflix is universal worldwide, you can get that fucking any country. Disney Plus is only America run. It may have better programming, but the programming they're in has been cut and butchered to hell. Uh, for example, um, I'm a huge fan of the cartoon Gravity Falls. It was a really, really short lived uh, TV show, it was only two seasons. But oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I fucking loved it because it was just it was a it was an odd cartoon. It was funny. It was again odd, heartfelt moments like we used to see yeah. in the old nineties cartoons. Like, Is it not made by the same guy that did Fairly Odd Parents? No, 
No. It's made by a guy called Alex Hirsch who wrote Detective Pikachu the movie. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and again, it was just, it was fucking weird. The whole point of the show was it was a, a young boy and his uh, twin sister just got into weird and awesome adventures in an almost haunted town in the middle of uh, Midwestern America. There's a good children's TV show, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they they lived with their great uncle Stan, who was called Grunkle Stan. And uh, that's where that name yeah. comes from, right? And, uh, he owned a he owned an attraction called the Mystery Shack, and it was all just a a weird toy with a fish thrown on it, and it was the merman. It was it was just it was complete snake oil salesman, but. Uh, throughout the show there was tons of weird imagery that I guarantee he had to explain to Cartoon Network look no sorry explain to Disney look this is fine it's a bit weird but I guarantee the kids are going to love it so much shit that could have been censored yeah. but instead they decided to censor the fish on Grunkle Stan's fez for whatever fucking reason I did see that on Twitter this morning yeah there were people have gone through and with all these new uh, streaming services obviously yeah. there's a chance to change the content and there is weird things that people are noticing. Yeah. Because the one that's been noticed on uh, the Disney one is that because of the Disney one's Fox, they're yeah. uh, streaming The Simpsons. Yeah, and the aspect ratio is off or something. Yeah, they shifted the aspect ratio to a new one and it cuts out some of the old jokes because mm. one they pointed to was the idea that in the Duff factory there's like Duff, uh, Duff Light, Normal Duff, and then Duff King, which is the premium brand, and it all comes through the same pipe. <laughs> and it just filters out just yeah. randomly whatever goes to the left goes to the left and whatever like that and I was like okay that's a funny bit but because of the aspect ratio being cut off he didn't see that mm. and I was like oh it's a weird choice but apparently they're fixing that now yeah they are going back and fixing a lot of shit and it wasn't just uh, Gravity Falls and The Simpsons there were some other TV shows that some older TV shows that they were taking that were just uh, cut off randomly because I think in the, uh, the opening for the 90s uh, X-Men cartoon there's a point where Wolverine jumps up and cuts the head off a sentinel it's yeah, just, I remember It's that. just like he jumps up and cuts the, the, the top of your TV now. Okay. Because they cut out that whole scene. I don't know why, but... Yeah. I, I think that might be a, a violence thing. I, I think, think it might just be transitioning because they're trying to put it in HD. Yeah. And maybe taking that, they've had to try and crop shit out or make the image fit. Well, I had a similar experience recently with... Don't, don't let me get away from Fox and, okay, yeah. and stuff like that. I've got another point. Okay. Um, But it was to do with... Uh, like an old YouTube video popped up. I just was going through random uh, clips and stuff. Mm. I found a YouTube video with a max res of 240p and a 4x3 aspect. Shit. Took me back to the bad old days. <laughs> or the good old days, depending on how you feel about YouTube. Where everything was recorded on potatoes. Yeah. I remember watching, uh, it was a 144p versions of Dragon Ball uh, yeah. The Abridged. Holy shit. Like they, so glad they up- upscaled that shit. You, you ever seen, like, if you go back and watch those videos, this is like, what we're saying basically is very old, small videos. Hmm. Go back and watch that, and now go and watch someone live stream as a live broadcast footage at 1080p at 60 frames a second. Yeah. Watch how far the technology has come in just 10 years. It's obscene. I love it. But back in the day when we used to try and watch uh, Dragon Ball Z clips, because when we were in high school, we were still watching Dragon Ball Z. Everybody fucking was. Yeah. And we thought, oh, maybe we can find some episodes on YouTube, and you were watching a horribly horribly, uh, made, very grainy video (laughs) of uh, Vegeta uh, killing Majin Buu with the final explosion and this horribly compressed aspect ratio <laughs> then you flash forward to what I was doing after that video I was watching a Jedi Fallen Order videos in the Star Wars game which looks pretty fucking good in 4k 60 frames per second this game looks fucking stunning I'm just sitting thinking how far we have come yeah. in what 10 years and I'm so glad we did uh, yeah there's, there's something you go back and you think eh, I don't think we, we we don't need to change yeah. that that should stay as it is and then you see some stuff and you're like yeah we we really needed that that march of technology yeah definitely and I, I get I get oddly nostalgic, but there are certain things vis-a-vis VHS tapes, low-res TV that I do not <laughs> I do not look back on fondly. I mean, I look back on TV shows 
that I had on VHS. Like, oh, that'd be cool if that came out on Blu-ray. But I'll never look back and say, I wish I had my fucking VHS player so I could watch the <laughs> and a massive because I think I have a fifty-two inch TV. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to watch VHS tape that was meant to be played in what a ten-inch TV. Yeah, I'm going to watch that in a full HD monitor. Ladies and gentlemen, the fifteen-inch combo CRT screen. You're like, oh my god, it has a Holy tape player shit. attached to the TV. Oh, dude, you were the fucking coolest kid in school <laughs> if you had a DVD player attached to your TV. It would CRT monitor. Speaking of old school technology, you know they're uh, apparently Motorola are bringing the Razer back. Yeah, I've but been with hearing about this. You fold it open; it's just a touchscreen in the middle. Yeah, they've went for the obviously. There's a race to get the folding phone perfected after yeah. Samsung's uh, somewhat displeasing start. Yeah, their their attempt. It was it was hilarious. If you if you missed it on that one, you have missed it on some of the best tech YouTube videos of yeah. all time. Of all these tech YouTubers getting this brand new folding phone and then just playing with it and then watching it break in their hands as yeah. they film it, and you're like. Yeah, oh they take God. the safety film off and, oh shit, that broke it. How oh, the fuck that did Because that that's the thing, is, we, everyone who looked at it assumed that it was some kind of protective cover or safety film that came with it as part of protecting the shipping, like during shipping. Yeah, I mean, most phones have them. Everyone, every phone that you will buy has them. Every person looked at that, assumed the same thing, peeled it off, only to find that as a core part of this phone somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow they managed to, because there's even... I you watched the right. black screen of death peel yeah. across as they peeled off the thing. I'm pretty sure it even had a little white label at the bottom of the screen. People are like, alright. Oh <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Just immediately hammering yeah. the phone screen. But I've been watching the uh, the coverage of the Motorola Razor uh, reboot, kind of. I guess we can call it a reboot. Yeah. Here's the only thing. Um, it's not the... I, I don't know what the point is. And I think uh, Lennis Tech Tips put it best on their One Show podcast where they said, Who, who is this for? Because yeah. it's not bringing you the double size functionality of like the Huawei or the Samsung one, where it's like you have double the size. You basically just turned your phone into a tablet. Yeah, which is actually surprisingly pretty good if you have the controls set up right. You can actually have dual screens or one big screen. Yeah, and if you're set up correctly, it's actually surprisingly easy to use. And uh, one thing somebody commented on was the fact that I think it's Marcus Brownlee was saying, if I have to open up the phone to use it as a phone, I'm going to use the phone less. And he said he actually reduced his time, using the number of times he opened the phone, mm. but he got more quality of life out of the phone while it was open, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does in a weird way. So they were talking about that, but they said, what's the point in this? Because you don't get the double-sized screen, you're just folding it open, and then when you fold it open, it becomes a normal phone. Yeah. It doesn't become a massive phone, it just is a normal phone, just with a bit of a fond memory of the Motorola Razr, yeah, which is it, the sexiest phone of all time. Don't even at me on this one, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all to do with this nostalgia bullshit, because remember when the, the 3310 redo came out? Yes. And then people were fucking excited to go and get it, because it was a minimalist phone, you couldn't get it on Facebook, you couldn't get it on that, all you could do was call and text, but it used the old 2G signal not mm. 3 or 4G. So people bought it and was like, yeah, this is fucking cool, I'm going to be able to get days of battery out of this. And people were saying, yeah, the battery lasts for weeks because they couldn't use the phone because <laughs> it used an old, out-of-date signal. And then they brought out the uh, the slider. Remember the old Matrix phone that they had, the old Nokia? Oh, uh, yeah. People brought that They brought that out and people bought it. And I still see some people using it through in Edinburgh. But again, tiny, old-school Nokia screen that still uses, at best, a 3G signal. How much value for that? I think it's 220 odd quid for that phone. Why not take that money and get a a good phone or get a phone that you can actually use get get it go, go like half a generation back in smartphones and yeah. get something that's off brand yeah so i do my phones and you get a damn good phone out of it yeah or just do what i do get a slight like, i never buy the newest and best phone because i mean i've had a fucking blackberry for years before i got my iphone but i never i never buy the newest phone now just go like two generations yeah. back you'll just find an absolute bargain of a top quality phone yeah it's yourself. ridiculous never buy the, the latest and greatest thing because then you end up with the horrible slightly nasty cheap and awful feel of the iphone 11 because my, my brother has one 
You went for the iPhone 11 Pro Max because you're a fucking idiot and just has money to burn, apparently. Yeah, I swear to Christ, I better get a fucking amazing birthday present off him. <laughs> I've seen the amount of money that he's just burnt on this phone and I just I was playing about with it. And even compared to my phone, because I've got the XR, I went for the the best, the second best version of the last model, the X. And uh, even compared to that, nah, this phone feels cheap. It feels light and it feels like if I drop it, it will just completely disintegrate. I don't like it. And three cameras is not a good excuse. It's not a good a selling point unless the the uh, the YouTube kind of tech vlogger guys that I follow they all really enjoy the f- picture quality that comes out of it yeah. and say it actually does film incredibly well. But unless you have that that goal market, yeah, unless you yeah. unless your purpose is to go out and get a phone that you want to use as a camera, there's not much. I mean, why even get? I I'm kind of against phone camera because why not just if you're if you're that bothered about taking pictures, why not just invest in a good DSLR or a good even just a reasonable DSLR? Yeah, just. It doesn't even need to be top of the line. Just go out and get a good camera. If it's, if it's that much of an issue to you, I just don't see the point of having the biggest and greatest f- uh, cameras on phones. Let a phone be a phone. I uh, I for forget. Okay. With the Disney thing, the fact that Disney owns The Simpsons reminded yep. me of something. Does that not mean technically we could have The Simpsons in the next Kingdom Hearts? We could. And does that give us the possibility of just remaking the entirety of Simpsons Hit and Run, the single greatest Simpsons game ever created? possibly the single greatest tie-in game ever created oh, yeah. in Kingdom Hearts. Just have one whole label at one level that's just the entirety of hit and run. Ten out of ten game of the year. Yeah. Already. I heard that I heard that's getting an HD remake anyway. Ooh. Because I do not want I mean, from my point of view, I do not want to live in a world where SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom <laughs> gets an HD remake. <laughs> And Simpsons Hit and Run doesn't, because Simpsons Hit and Run was responsible for me losing a week of high school because I just got a PlayStation 2 at the time and I just played hit and run. Like fucking non-stop. I guarantee though, if it does come out, it is coming out as an exclusive. Somehow, somebody's going to fucking watch Christ, this. if it's an Epic Games exclusive, I'm going to kick whoever the fuck owns Epic Games <laughs> in the face. They cannot even, hold that game back from people. I didn't even consider it as like a, a PC thing. I, I said, I was thinking PS4. It would be PS4 exclusive. Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing that See, Sony would eh, Sony might grab it, but I guarantee Nintendo would just walk in and go, come on, kid-friendly game, bring it on <laughs> Switch. Then all uh, Fox would need to do would just look at the amount of money that Switch is making and go yeah okay we're going with those and they'll just leave it at that but yeah I, d- I did hear that uh, Simpsons Hit and Run is coming back in f- in HD form and I just painted the walls <laughs> I was so fucking happy I was like dude bro I bust I bust in that I just, I just straight nutted because I, I started remembering all the little uh, cheat on the little cheats, all the little uh, aspects of the game. Like, if you go here, you can pick up the rocket car that you can't fucking drive because it's that quick. Yeah. Uh, if you go into Mr. Burns' house, you can pick up the gold plated car, but you get chased at some point. And uh, if you go on top of a, I think if you go if you go on top of one of the shops in the strip mall, you can find a flying saucer, and the, you just lift off of that. There is a lot in that game, and one of my favorite things I, Again, I found tie-in game when tie-in games are good. It was uh, I found a, a speedrunner doing that. I was not aware you could speedrun something like and this guy is like it's essentially just crazy taxi so. he's pushing for it at like a world record pace he's like he's pushing he's actually moving characters he's like I'm gonna hit this character with my car to push them over here so that when I come out of my car go into my house at a certain way when I come out he's still standing there so I can start talking to him it saves me five seconds I'm like you're a crazy person. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great I love you but you're a crazy person you son of a bitch what was the other Simpsons game I think they tried to make a follow-up to Hit and Run. Was it Simpsons Road Rage? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I remember Hit and Run came out and everybody was fucking I'm surprised it. they didn't have a skating game. With the amount of time yeah. that Bart Simpson was on a skateboard, at that time you had stuff like Skate and Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. It would have been a great time. I think, did Bart not appear in one of the Tony Hawk games? 
I don't. Because no, I'm, I'm think not so. thinking about it. That is a dumb move from Fox to not put him in a skating game. That is cash left on the table right there. Yeah, because we can, had we had Simpsons make wrestling. It good. You can just have it. You can yeah. just have that idea. Yeah, just do it. Go for it. I mean, if that helps Simpsons hit and run HD, I'll, I'll give I'll give that idea. Yeah. But yeah, we had Simpsons wrestling, which was oddly fun. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I do. It was one of the first games I got from a PlayStation 1. Because, uh, again, I always got consoles well after other people. Because everyone was like, oh, we're on PlayStation 2. I'm like, hey, guys, I just got the PS1 Slim. Oh, wait, you're on PS2 now. Motherfucker. But, yeah, I remember Simpsons hitting around. I remember being quite young at the time and uh, laughing my head off when the announcer said, a poo versus anybody. Because it was just like, <laughs> a turd's fighting something. <laughs> Not not saying that Apu himself is a turd, but just hearing uh, hearing the announcer go Apu versus Homer, <laughs> <laughs> he's saying Apu's fighting someone. <laughs> just being very fucking juvenile. Uh, that just makes me think of the uh, celebrity death match ones, like the claymation oh, fights. That's but... coming back as well. Awesome. Yeah, fucking. I keep forgetting. There's so many shit. There's so much shit that's coming back. At the same time, I'm glad it's coming back. But all the new shit that's out just now, I'm like, nah, get rid of that. If celebrity deathmatch is coming back, just get rid of the new shit that I don't really care about. Speaking of the uh, the new shit, yeah. just while well, we're on this, while well, we're on the Disney Plus. Oh, the, I, I think I'm done with Disney Plus. It was just to do with like new shit I'm watching. I know you've started watching something, or you've kind of kept an eye on something. From uh, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on something from Disney Plus just because I want to watch it. Yeah. But I, I'm not really sure if I want to get the 13.99 or 11.99 a month subscriptions there is there not like a free trial if there is a free trial i'm gonna wait until all however many episodes of the mandalorian is and i'm just gonna watch that that's that is gonna happen there's gonna be like a spike free subscription (laughs) users the week the last episode comes out and then nobody just sign up for it cancel it immediately (laughs) (laughs) it's just gonna be up there for about an hour then immediately done because i think there's there was always there's always been this weird lingering conspiracy theory that that is how streaming services will make their money is that you will set it and forget it yeah by the time you get through a two-week trial, you won't remember that you signed up. You've already put your credit card info in there. Yeah. And you agreed that the second that your uh, trial expires, bang, yeah. cash comes out. I mean, I was talking to someone that works for uh, worked for Amazon, and they're sort of just dis- he worked in their distribution and kind of worked his way up to sort of the planning and yeah. sort of the the prime bit where sending out free or doing all the promotion side of shit, essentially doing PR for Amazon. And he was saying that they kind of pride themselves on hiding the auto renewal turnoff button. Because people will get the the free trial and say you're agreeing to this, and they then all of a sudden three months later, like why am I paying thirteen ninety nine a month for Amazon? So, oh, because you left auto renewal. It's yeah. the same with um, places like Sky. They will say, oh, I'm going to sign up to just say Premier Sports. And like, oh, sure, no problem. Uh, they'll give you all the information that you need to know. But nine times out of ten on the phone, you're just going, yeah, whatever, cool, 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 cool. Can, can I go watch the football now? Cool. Next thing you know, you're getting charged eighteen pound a month for an extra channel that you only wanted for a couple of weeks. I know that there's um, that I've got friends who worked in the uh, customer retention on that side of things yeah and it, i was talking to them i was like so what's your job basically is it, it is my job is to keep with us mm. no matter what it takes i can i can make you deals i can cut certain channels in and out i can do certain things to make you happy you have to keep paying that is my one goal is mm. to keep you as a customer yeah. for the company and i was like oh shit that's uh that's a little dodgy but i guess i mean if it works it makes you if it makes the company money mm. i guess if we can cut certain deals it makes a lot of sense but i have uh so talking about Amazon, one thing I've I've noticed I went absolutely nuts when I realised that Netflix was going to get some South Park episodes. Mm. They got season one and, and then got five seasons: seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and a choice of best episodes that they call their best selection. Although sometimes it shows up as season two. I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Amazon like Amazon Video has just season one through to twenty-two. Yeah. fucking amazing service <laughs> I, I was, I've been looking forward to this because I've never there's episodes I've never seen outside of like a, a 
tiny little video that was really badly like copied from a tape somewhere yeah. um to actually get to see the the corn episode in season three where oh, corn show up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical as i've never actually seen this outside of like the worst rip of a, a physical vhs yeah i've ever seen and i was laughing my ass off at just how weird and goofy the whole show used to be it's still weird and goofy in a different yeah. way now um it's grown it's changed i would say it's matured but it's south park so we're gonna put that in big yeah. quotation marks yeah <laughs> we'll just take it with a pinch of salt that it's mature and uh yeah i did i loved the the corn episode because i forgot how funny it was that corn show up randomly and like have a scooby-doo mystery yeah and then everybody's like oh we just want to play our music for the town and everyone's like yeah corn play your music and everyone goes hey i've never actually listened to corn before <laughs> and they just start playing got the life <laughs> and just jonathan davis screaming about god wanting to kill him and stuff like that <laughs> like oh this is what corn's like okay yeah, so kind of have a weird history with metal because they just, there was a few uh, metal bands that played back in the day for i'm pretty sure manson appeared in an episode marlon manson not that manson yeah i think I, they, they obviously have various uh, celebrity cameos some of them actually being voiced by celebrities, some of them just being random people yeah. pretending to be like Marlon Manson or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, they've always dealt with that type of thing. It's, it's always been quite fun that they've mm. had just the right amount of like, it's its own thing and respect for metal as its own thing, but also yeah. at the same time, treating it without kid gloves. So it's not like, oh, we're, we're favouring it in any kind of way. Yeah. So right now, they're actually in a lot of shit because they're going to take on the whole transgender athletes thing. Oh, yeah. By having Macho Man Randy Savage appear as a woman in the show. Well, and it's, uh it's not like he can say much deadlifting <laughs> it's not like he can say much uh yeah but they i, I saw like a, a couple frames of the episode i saw like a clip that they put up on social media and it's just uh macho man randy savage because he's he's weightlifting against uh one of the characters in the show who is a strong woman mm. who is the vice principal of the school now because they've changed around some characters they put in the pc principal who is uh he is just like he's there as a pc character to annoy every other character in the show <laughs> and they put in strong woman as a thing to try and like challenge him in a certain way like he's okay. uh she is a strong independent woman and doesn't need his support but he at the same time trying to be a white knight and a bro and a helper and an, an ally to every cause ever is constantly stepping on her toes and stuff like that her introduction is fucking hysterical because she wants to speak to the students so they have a big assembly mm. and she's saying kids i want to create a warm welcoming environment i want to be strict but fair and i want to do this and then he goes along and grabs a mic off of her and then just says everything she said like that's <laughs> such a total fucking ally bro move <laughs> it's really well fucking done but um they have her competing as like a deadlifter and then they have uh macho man randy savage show up like fully roided out like prime era yeah macho man randy savage is like flexing his <laughs> biceps bigger than everyone's head <laughs> Uh, at one point he just he shows up at a school assembly and he's like yeah every time I beat a woman I get stronger and I feel better about myself <laughs> you're like okay this is gonna end horribly but it's the um, the fact that South Park treats no one with the kitty gloves is what yeah. I love the most about it but obviously that leads to people saying oh we didn't expect South Park to treat transgender athletes without the kitty gloves like we thought they'd be the chosen ones that would get a free pass from the show. No. <laughs> what part of no one is safe do you not get? There's jokes to be made at your expense. I have bad news for you. There's going to be jokes made at your expense. Yeah. It's going to get fucking nasty in here and it's going to be fun. So uh, That was always the, that was always my favourite part of South Park. It was just how weird can they get and how out there. Because it, sh- it was always that time where everything played a bit safe. Simpsons was kind of boring. Yeah. Futurama was just finding its feet. Yeah. Family My- Guy was kind of getting started. I think Family Guy was just getting started back up because they had 
two seasons or maybe even one season then disappeared three seasons and then had to take a break because of uh, writer strikes and being yeah. dropped by Fox and then yeah. DVD sales brought up so they they were I suppose there's obviously the first eight seasons of South Park before you get Family Guy as a competitor yeah so but Family Guy by the way is still going I don't know if you're aware of that I don't know why because Family Guy was I think everybody fucking liked Family Guy I had all the DVDs yeah and it was always that thing where you were probably the same in high school the minute you said I've got Family Guy on DVD. I was like, oh, dude, can I fucking borrow it? Obsessively watched the show. Yeah, we all did. For the first, like, 12 was, seasons. Yeah, we all did. Because it was, it was weird a uh, weird humour that was just aimed at us. Because it was it was dumb shit. There was, uh, For me, it was always the falling animation. How quickly the falling animation happened. With that yeah. weird... That always got me fucking way more than any of the jokes. And I, I walked away from that show learning a new weird reference. Okay. And have it always finding something new because McFarlane has this weird eccentric taste. Yeah. And you would walk away finding a new artist that you would like, or you find some new musical that you'd never known, or yeah. You'd I listened to directors' commentaries and all their stuff as well. So like I'd walk away with all their notes and all their inspirations for jokes, and I'd walk away and that'd inspire me to find my own dumb weird shit I'd enjoy. But so yeah. The ab- the absence of all those was just where South Park came in and said, right, we're going to do shit that you don't never going to be uh, prepared for you will not step to this I fucking guarantee it yeah you will not see this in the schoolyard otherwise <laughs> you might get kicked out of school they are the the M&M of cartoon comedy like yeah. you would never say the shit that M&M did to you that's one of the M&M lines is I say what you say to your friends in your living room but I say it on the tell yeah. that was South Park's version of yeah. like comedy and that was it was weird to see it being that honest because nobody expected someone to we make those jokes we do make jokes killing people farting people's faces and stuff like that like that is childish humour yeah. if you're aware of all this stuff because you're like connected to it but at the same time you have the desensitivity of a child because children yeah, are fucking you, savage yeah when you don't have that fucking barrier uh, prime example uh, every year I ask my every year since my niece has been able to comprehend what Christmas is I've asked her what she wanted for Christmas yeah uh, two years ago I asked her what she wanted she went a work computer <laughs> okay um, but she meant video games so okay. I was like okay I got her DS uh, last year asked her what she wanted and she went I want um, can't remember what she said I want toys and I'm like okay went and after that this year uh, literally about four hours ago I said Lily what do you want for Christmas she went an auntie oh right then <laughs> I just kind of went I'm working on it she went not quick enough <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going you're seven and you're you're fucking adorable and oh, punch you in the goddamn face if you weren't really if you weren't my brother's kid motherfucker where did you learn that <laughs> It's just she. She looked at me with a smile. She went, "An auntie, motherfucker, I'm working on it." <laughs> yeah, no, kids. Kids do not have that barrier in their brain because I remember when I was younger, I was on holiday with my parents. Uh, it was one of those stories that comes up at a sit-down dinner. The whole family were there, yeah. and my dad ran my turns to me. Says, "Remember that time we were on holiday?" I said, "I how old was it at the time? Maybe uh, seven or eight. I said, oh, okay, oh, we were down in Cornwall. Said, yeah, remember that time we were walking past that really fat woman, and you asked what cellulite was, and I went, <laughs> "I think I do." <laughs> But just, yeah, kids have no fucking filter in their brain. So when you get a show like South Park coming along, people are walking around going, fuck you, you, dump, you donkey raping shit eater. Yeah. Like people just run about the schoolyard saying, wow, that. fucking donkey raping shit eater. And you just re- keep repeating what you heard. Yeah, we're just like fucking parrots. Like we're doing anything to make each other laugh. That's so good. Yeah. But uh, no, Amazon, going back to Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, I've started using more because they seem to have more that I actually want to watch. Yeah. As opposed to Netflix. Netflix have got some good shows and a show that I want to get talking about later just because. Uh, I suffer heavily from nostalgia. Just going back and looking at the old shit fond or the good parts of the old shit fondly. Yeah. Uh, a show called uh, The Toys That Made Us. Looking back at all the shit that I used to buy compulsively, and then did they not make a season two of that? Season three. Oh. Yeah. Season three was basically designed for me, pretty much. There was three sets of toys that they talk about. That was just I bought all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> fairly <laughs> compulsively. 
and then so I, Netflix occasionally have something that I have to watch, but more often than that, I'll just go on Amazon Prime. Like, oh look, there's all four seasons of Avatar: The Last Airbender. I will say that um, I actually I think Avatar might be on Netflix, but <laughs> whatever. My, my one gripe with the Amazon stuff is that if I ever want to watch anime on there, it's never dubbed. Like yeah, they and there's if, not a lot of it. There's there's almost none of it, and there's some stuff that's worth watching undubbed. Like I'm gonna start watching uh, Villain Saga because mm-hmm. that's almost wrapped up now, so I can go and binge that. Okay. I think it'll be worth the investment to say it's literally just the Viking invasion of England told to an anime. All right. Okay. From oh, who was it directed? There was some big name behind the director of it, and it was that was part of the win for me was oh it's this studio that I really like and this guy who's done this work and mm-hmm. it's all really impressive stuff. I was very interested in how that turned out, and then it's like oh it's on Amazon Prime and it's a running joke in the anime community that. Amazon gets the greatest properties, makes the best show possibly can, but because nobody wants to watch it on Amazon, nobody fucking watches it, <laughs> and we've missed out on some fucking great shows. Mm. They've they made um one of my favorite shows in the last couple of years was a rom com called Wotakoi, which was um like it was a bunch of adults who were hiding the fact that they're all nerds, and they were nerds when they were kids, mm. but they they were all trying to pretend they've grown out of it. But they're all like secretly like they're all going home playing like the DS for like, a couple hours <laughs> every night. They're all playing RPGs and stuff, and they're like, "Are we all nerds? Yeah, bro. Do you want to hang out more? Do you want to just like be friends? Do you want to have like a proper friend group?" And with them, them kind of maturing as nerds was a mm. lot of fun. But yeah. again, all dubbed, all subtitled, mm. couldn't watch it at the same time as doing something else. So you've got to commit to it. Yeah, you've got to, nice, I guess. You've got to be invested in it. But, but at the same I time, that's from, what gets you yeah. coming back each week. If you're invested in something enough, or if you really want to watch something desperately enough, yeah. you're gonna sit through whatever yeah but if we can make a quick recommendation i found out that uh netflix has grabbed iron blooded off the gundam oh. wing series both seasons english dub do yourself a favor because the english dub is fucking great uh, some notable voice actors in there you've got johnny young bosch who was a uh, fucking canada and akira to name but a few uh, some i can't remember the main characters named ichigo and bleach just yeah could go on and on about the fucking bona fides this guy has but if you're a gundam fan even slightly you owe it to yourselves to watch Iron Blooded Orphans. Iron, Iron Blooded Orphans, the way I put it is, it's as good as what you thought Gundam Wing was in your head. Gundam Wing is still good, fuck you. It's not. <laughs> it fucking is good. I have the receipts, motherfucker. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. I don't think Blu-ray will help so that. much better on Blu-ray, by the way. I don't, I, that's not the issue. <laughs> the drawings... We get that Relina has... The drawings are has, decent. <laughs> Relina has a hole in her head. <laughs> it oh. looks like someone drilled a hole in her head. But yeah. And all the smarts evaporated out yeah. years ago. <laughs> years ago but uh, the shambling monster has just replaced what Rolina once was <laughs> <laughs> they've just let her bob along but yeah uh, you owe it to yourself if you're even slightly a Gundam fan just watch Iron Blood or Orphans. if you've never watched a mech show I think this would be a good oh yeah yeah I never thought of that I expect because I'm always trying to think of if someone has never seen an anime or something in that genre what would I propose to them as a good example of a staple of the anime mm. medium because there yeah. are certain things there's all the shonen all the power fantasy mecha is its own type of thing Gundam is its own thing within mecha and yeah it's it, all subgenres. if I was going to present somebody with this easy to follow narrative it would actually be Iron Blooded Orphan because Gundam Unicorn is a good show visually fucking outstanding but the story is a little bit hard to follow at times and it doesn't give you the big payoff that you want it to yeah it ends with this thing that you kind of figured out anyway because they're all fighting over something called La- uh, Laplace's box, which yeah. basically holds the original constitution for the Earth Federation, saying that because the whole point of the the whole point of the show is that there's the the space noids, as they're called, uh, basically people that had left Earth mm. and now colonized uh, space. They have been essentially banned from the planet. They cannot come back in, and that's what's caused the space noids to form this group Zeon and the Earth Federation. They've got their own military, 
and that's what's caused the war between the two. But they've found the original constitution that says, no, they, those people can come freely to Earth. Yeah. And that's what the wars happened. But you and figure that, that out, with you can figure that out within four episodes. And then yeah. there's still eight episodes left. And that's, that's the weird thing with the Gundam eight series. Eight hour long episodes. Is it is a massive series of mech battles based around some political or legal argument. Yeah. That could have been solved by just five minutes of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can always tell the people that are willing to start this conversation get shot in the head within <laughs> 10, 20 minutes. So they're like, oh, the peacekeeper, the peace negotiations have broken down. Like, yeah, because you shot me, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling you know why this happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you stop and think about it when you were pulling the trigger, maybe? <laughs> just take five minutes, please. Five minutes and think, God damn it. Yeah. So you have, you, you've been keeping half an eye on the Mandalorian for yeah. Disney Plus. Do you think it'll be worth it? I think it will be because just based on the few clips that I've seen because again Disney didn't do a universal release they released it in America first now that apparently they're planning distribution yeah. uh, for the rest of the world which is retarded it's, if it's, Disney is yeah. Disney is a powerhouse there's no fucking way about it the mouse has some gun why not do a universal release worldwide release every, because there's people that are going to buy it My uh, both my brothers are looking to get a subscription just because there's so much shit on there that they want to watch so many kids movies that my niece can watch all uh, the MCU stuff all the MCU you stuff fucking if you've never seen Endgame you can go watch it there if you want to watch the old 90s Spider-Man Iron Man all those fucking cartoons that we used to watch on Fox Kids back in the day yeah. they're all on Disney Plus just to have it have it only in one country and then we're getting it in March next year it's fucking stupid it's a long time for us to wait The Mandalorian seemed like a show that I wanted to watch because I've always been interested everybody wants to know more about The Mandalorians because You've seen Boba Fett. Boba Fett's cool as shit. Uh, he's got he's got all these weird pelts over him. He's got the cool guns. He's got the fucking wrist flamethrowers. He's got the rocket launcher. People it, want to know he, more. He about seems it. like he was a character in his own that happened to join into the Star Wars universe, yeah. and everyone's been clamoring for a Boba Fett movie or something like that yeah. for years. And now that we're getting something kind of close to that, Boba Fett's nothing to do with the Mandalorian except the fact that Boba Fett is a clone of a Mandalorian. The character, the main character in the Mandalorian, is just called the Mandalorian, <laughs> and he's just. He's, he's a bounty hunter he's taking odd jobs and his job right now is to I don't know the name of the character or the I know the name of the guy who's playing the character but I don't know what his character's called but uh, Werner Herzog yeah. is playing some kind of broker giving uh, the Mandalorian jobs and he's giving him a job to bring a package back to him and the package turns out to be a force sensitive baby Yoda and a lot of people are saying oh my god it's because the hashtag baby Yoda has been going fucking insane over yeah. the past uh, couple of days since they showed episode 2 and everyone is Saying, oh, if anything happens to Baby Yoda, I will burn their fucking house down. We write it, yeah. Yeah, we write, John Favreau, I'll kill you if you kill Baby Yoda. <laughs> but uh, it's this kind of weird image of the, the Mandalorian who's this heavy armoured badass with all these guns. He's just sitting there with a crib that's floating by itself with a little green Baby Yoda. Which, I get that most people would consider it demasculate or are unmasculine to say that this thing's adorable but holy shit a baby Yoda is the cutest fucking thing you will ever see and it's sitting there with the big the big eyes just kind of going huh? Huh? you instinctively wish to pet it yeah you instinctively <laughs> just want to cradle it like you're safe it's cool yes. but uh, one of the cool scenes that I've fucking seen because uh, I think Yoda the, whole, the hint in the Star Wars series the Star Wars canon is that all of Yoda's race were four senses so at one point the Mandalorian is fighting some big weird rhino beast baby Yoda just picks him up right and throws him away but then because he's tiny six months old he just falls asleep afterward <laughs> I'm, I'm tuckered out bye because <laughs> you see him he sees little three fingers lifting the rhino beast up and he throws it away and because the beast's scared that it's just been picked up and thrown it scarpers off yeah Mandalorian sitting there is one shiny 
chrome and uh, burgundy armor now covered in mud i just fucking dm'd the shit out of that. <laughs> i just went straight matt mercer in the explanation like if, I, if i completed that sentence with you see a spark of blue arcane energy yeah. you wouldn't abide an island we're in story mode now <laughs> yeah and it, it, his armor's all covered in mud and he just looks at the baby yoda and the baby yoda is just sleeping in this little basket thing that i'm pretty sure that he's making float because <laughs> as the Mandalorian's walking, the baby's just floating around behind him, right. and uh, yeah, so I'm more interested to see the Mandalorian now uh, with <laughs> the weird uh, Baby Yoda uh, storyline that they've got going, and also that John Favreau has stated that Baby Yoda ties into the larger narrative. Okay. So I'm thinking at the end of the Mandalorian, we'll see maybe this Yoda is now the leader of the new Jedi Empire or something. I want new how... Jedi Empire, the new Jedi order. religion order. How? is what's the he also eats an entire frog alright <laughs> at one point there's just a still of uh, him Mandalorian's dealing with something baby Yoda's running about in the by a frog hops in front of him he just eats that fucking thing whole mm. and then again eats the thing whole and just goes back to looking cute at the camera we're not ignoring that you just ate a frog you just ate a frog <laughs> stop it you're 90% eyes but pack it in uh, sorry what was your question where before? is the set in timeline because uh, I assumed right I assumed it was prequel I, d- I assumed it wouldn't be the prequel to everything. I assumed it would be after the original trilogy. Yeah, it's set, yeah, it's set post-Empire, but I don't know how far post-Empire. So, right. Follow the Death Star to Battle, uh, Battle of Endor that continues on after that. I don't know if it takes place, you know, after The Last Jedi, but I assume it has to because it ties into uh, right. The Mandalorian, ties into The Rise of Skywalker, so maybe there has to be a hint there. Okay. Just because I've... Uh, I've and been there's some old stormtroopers kicking about. The, uh, Werner Herzog's character, the broker, I'll just call him, he has some guards that are stormtroopers, but their armour is haggard. It's all stand, uh, sandblasted. Well, I like the idea that the Empire becomes so massive, you couldn't fully maintain it. Like, yeah. you couldn't get all of the Guardian, all, all the troopers to swap out all of their gear. Yeah. There would be some remnants left on, and weird outer worlds that yeah. we just don't travel to that often and it's also been hinted that uh, all the stormtroopers when they when the empire fell they didn't know what to do so they just kept their armor on because that's all they had yeah and they just kind of went i'm same place i have a gun can i get a job <laughs> <laughs> i will work security can i just i'll be here it makes sense yeah. yeah if you're already an established authority figure and you have the weaponry to back it up and nobody's yeah. coming to take it back from you yeah you might as well yeah, just cash well it just in for a security <laughs> job stick about I read an interesting interview with uh, Werner Herzog because I was interested to see what... I don't know who that guy is. Like I know he's a big deal. He's a documentarian. He's a yeah, filmmaker. very eccentric. I want to hear more about him. I want to see something he's done because the interview I read was weird as all hell and he says that he only watches three or four films a year, doesn't have any love for all this modern superhero stuff and didn't re- didn't watch any... has never seen any of the Star Wars material. I'm like, that's strange because you would at least expect him to yeah. see the first because that is not a Star Wars film that is the, you know, that is a classic tale told in Star Wars setting. Yeah. That's what makes it a good film. Mm. Uh, the the weird thing that he said was he only watched three or four films a year, but to keep up with current um, culture, he watches WrestleMania. Okay. He watches, he has a few things he picks that once something hits like a critical cultural mass, he watches it just to figure out what's going on what the hype's about but other okay. than that he reads greek and latin poetry as you what the fuck is this guy i need to go find out something yeah. he's done he, he did a he did a documentary about bears but a guy lived with a bear or something like, or he did a documentary about penguins right like, okay i need to apparently it's very avant-garde cinema yeah that kind of thing that's what i've heard is that it's very odd it's not tradi- it's it's more traditional in like the sense of german expressionism yeah <laughs> than actual Definitely. modern current filmmaking yeah and even indie current filmmaking is completely different to what he's doing so i'd be very interested because he's like he's in his 70s or something like yeah that. something like that and i'm like okay he's still making films man. in the cinema in his 70s that'd be very 
interesting perspective to see how he would handle certain things, especially somebody who deliberately isolates himself away from current pop culture yeah. to make his own art. Yeah. He's kind of the opposite of Mel Brooks, because <laughs> Mel Brooks is 96 and still making, but he is one of those people where he is to the neck in the current modern pop oh, culture. Oh, Mel Brooks dabs, that's a fact. Yeah, if, if he can, he's very old. <laughs> Shoulder might pop Dumb, up. you can't say that when I've got a mouthful of dog pepper. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dog. Danger, there's a phone right there, I could have just... <laughs> it's going to be a bad day when that guy goes. I'm not yeah. looking forward to still looking. I still want to look forward to History of the World Part 2, because that was always the big joke in History of the World Part 1. Yeah. Said, we'll, <laughs> we'll continue in History of the World Part 2, and it's never happened. But it's interesting to see how he deals with modern PC culture, because... Blazing Saddles was very, one of his most successful movies, and that yeah. was very on PC. <laughs> He'd never get away with making that now. No, I, I don't think you could. I, th- I yeah. think you, you would have to do it as a deliberate middle finger. Yeah, definitely. As, as a statement of, you couldn't make this movie now, so I'm oh, going to make this movie now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Speaking of movies you couldn't make, these wouldn't make today. Okay. I watched Terminator Genesis? No. <laughs> that, that movie only came out last year, but I wouldn't make it. Did I tell you that I watched it? Yeah, you, you Did said we speak you, about it last week? Yeah, you talked about it last week because yeah. we talked about the comparison between that and the new Terminator Dark yeah, Fate. Cause Dark, yeah, because it made Dark Fate seem infinitely better. But yeah, if yeah. we've already said it, we won't, won't dwell on that too much. Um, I watched a 1987 anime film called Wicked City. After being told, do not watch this film, it gave me nightmares as a kid. <laughs> Jeez. And i got to say, if I'd watched this as a kid, I would have had nightmares as well. But watching it as an adult, kind of okay. Okay. But this is something I've been considering for a while is and this came up mostly with the the, the Dave Chappelle stand-up special mm-hmm. was that one thing one complaint that was quite common was a lot of people saying I didn't expect to have to sit through this going in blind yeah despite the fact people were complaining a week afterwards like you've had enough warnings <laughs> you've had a week to digest it but this got me thinking about content warning not trigger warnings because I think that's a bit of a meme it's overplayed and mm-hmm. you can't really give that but if you were to give a, a content warning we will be discussing blah 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 yeah you could do that. More acceptable, yeah. more palatable to more general audience. I mean, to an extent, you pick up any Blu-ray or DVD box, on the back of it, there will be a content yeah. saying, you know, flashing light. Yeah. But, well, for this one, well, actually, flashing lights is going to be an issue. Oh, okay. Don't ask why it's an issue in an anime movie, but uh, remember that Simpsons joke where there was like, oh, it's a, this old 1980s Japanese cartoon that gave people seizures. Oh, Mr. Sparkle, whatever the yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Sparkle's the, uh, it's the dishwashing soup, the, uh, sim- oh, oh yeah, Japanese yeah. seizure robots. I think that's Yeah, the Japanese seizure robot show. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's the funniest bit. It's just, oh, because they yeah. turn it on again. Like, they, they turn it on, they get hit by it once, they have a seizure, they fall down, they wake back up, they turn it back on again. <laughs> TV on again. <laughs> you fucking morons. <laughs> but the um, Wicked City is a weird kind of like cop movie because it's about a guy uh, called Ren, Renzaburo Taki. I took a note of that ages ago okay. and kept coming back to reread it, and every time I read it, it sounds different because I copy pasted the name from Wikipedia and it okay. gave me all the little inflection notes. And it, that keeps fucking with me. It keeps throwing me off. And I keep trying to mispronounce weird letters in there. But um, basically the idea is that there's a, a demon world in the real world and that they had a war at some point and had been f- signing different truces every couple of years to maintain the peace. And right now they're about to sign a 100-year treaty that will ensure peace for 100 years between demons and the human realm. All right. For some reason, a creepy old Italian man by the name of Giuseppe is the only man with the clout to get the signature. They <laughs> really burst the bank on that one. Uh, yeah. Giuseppe. Now, you and I are big Dragon Ball fans. Yarp. And uh, one of the weirdest parts to explain that show to like a non-fan is Master Roshi, because he's a pervert. He's a kung fu master, but at the same time, or a martial arts master, but at the same time, a complete fucking pervert, to the point where serious chunks of his time on screen are devoted to seeing women naked, or getting their panties, or yeah. watching workout videos, because, you know, that's where you can see the best jiggle. It's that type. He's that type of character. Giuseppe is that character 
but centrifuged and concentrated down into a tiny old pervert. It's <laughs> <laughs> just concentrated pervert. It's concentrated pervert because you have to. You only have ninety minutes with the character. You have to convey all of his perverseness in as little time as possible. You don't have time. You don't have seasons to expand his arc of perversion. So you basically just have this man being protected uh, by Taki and the assistant from because one side uh one protector is human one protector is a demon and uh that is uh mackie just mackie because apparently just mackie that's the point um who now these guys are part of like it's called uh, the black guard and they're basically secret service between okay. the demon world and the human world and they all have a cover job uh tacky is supposed to be a printer salesman or something like that i don't know they decided on that job all right okay like, okay if you want to hide the travel expenses just, I guess as, just as an aside here before you continue any further uh, ABC made a live action Wicked City TV show really in 2015 I kind of want to watch that's going to be garbage but I kind of want to watch oh, it it's going to be ridiculous uh, because I guarantee you they did not try half the shit they did in this movie oh yeah uh, Mackie is a supermodel uh, as well as well as being a black guard so again if you want to tr- cover the travel expenses and explain why a gorgeous woman exists in a world she must of course be a supermodel and obviously having a complete pervert next to a supermodel the usual kind of anime hilarity ensues so it's, it's an interesting pairing especially since Mackie is the kind of take no shit type of woman that regularly beats the fuck out of Giuseppe so they are trying to protect Giuseppe they have basically have to keep him alive until dawn uh, at which point they can do the treaty sending because they're being attacked by a terrorist organization who if I remember right are called the Black uh, the Black World Radical so you have the Black Guard versus the Black World Radical and it gets fucking annoyingly confusing so luckily the, the movie sticks mostly to just gunfights demon powers random acts of violence but it includes them uh, having basically like a terrorist attack against a hotel that they were using to stay the night. All right, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Giuseppe uh, escapes out the bathroom window to go find someone to touch his dick. I'm not even joking. That is the genuine, his motivation for escaping a terrorist attack is, I'm not dying without getting my dick touched. Fuck this shit. And he runs out the building and no one finds him for like half an hour in the movie. All right. I think I remember seeing a, an advert or something for Wicked City ages ago because I remember having this old... Uh, VHS copy of Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, this is the type of thing it would be associated with. And no, the Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, was great, but I remember there being an advert beforehand and it had something called Bubblegum Crisis and I'm pretty sure what might have been Wicked City. Does the final fight of this movie take place on a on a skyscraper or something? Uh, inside a, a ruined skyscraper, yeah. Right. And does Taki have any kind of abilities and self-powers? Taki has a giant gun. Ah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, the one I remember is... It's a, it's atop a giant skyscraper, a lot of blues and blacks in it, but the guy is basically slowly getting dismembered, but he still has enough power to wield this staff thing that he has. No, that, that ain't it. That ain't wicked, say. Alright, no. fair enough. Can't think of anyone who has a staff. No, I don't think so. No. Um, but the 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 base the premise of the movie basically becomes we need to go find Giuseppe and secure him before the demons get to him and kill him because if they can kill him, then okay, so this is like a radical terrorist organization. Oh, so he's he's the the peace broker. If he's he, the peace broker in this negotiation, so he can get it organized and if this all collapses the demons will go to war with humans and probably win and then they have basically just a, a kind of cop detective mood where they're trying to hunt down the guy and secure kind of secure the vip protect them yeah and stuff like that the only thing is that this movie is fucking graphic the violence itself not that bad it's the usual kind of like shooting someone with a gun and they just basically evaporate or like giant holes get blown in them yeah. uh, tacky's gun's actually pretty cool it's a giant demonic revolver so he shoots it and it actually punches them back to the point where at one point he shoots it three times it gets punched into a wall <laughs> by the kickback from the pistol fucking hysterical like action like perfect for that like late 80s early 90s anime yeah. style um 
Mackie comes into her own later on, where she basically just decides to go full demon and just slaughters everything for several minutes. It's awesome. Um, very, very sexy at the same time, because anime has to do that. Yeah. Can't just have violence or sex be both. Um, only thing is, there's a lot of sexual violence. All right. A lot of weird rapey scenes. Have you ever seen Ninja Scroll? No, I don't think so. Uh, Ninja Scroll is another one of those movies. I I bought it on Blu-ray because uh, a friend of mine was going on about constantly. And I went right if it's if it's this good, I need to go and see it. Turns out, fuck all happens in the movie. There's a plot line there, but it's not <laughs> invisible. But uh, one of the the main characters is a, a female ninja. I can't remember her name because, like I said, I bought it, watched it, and then gave it to a friend. Right. <laughs> like, I, it cost me a fiver. Take it. I don't want it. Someone else take this. It's fucking bad. It's still it's the steel book edition, so it's limited. Take it. <laughs> giving you a gift to your mother. Uh, one of the female ninjas in it, her ability was that she has poison coursing through her veins, but you can only get it if you try and engage in, in a sexual intercourse with her. So she gets uh, captured by this rock demon who starts raping her and putting his mouth where it shouldn't have been. Because right. and, she's unconscious at the time. It's a 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s anime. Rock monster takes advantage of her and all of a sudden the rock monster gets paralysed. Then fucking uh, Jubei comes in and just cuts the shit out of her. It cuts the shit out of the rock monster and takes the weird poison vagina lady <laughs> back to the back to the good guys. Well, Mackie actually, I think, gets the worst of this because she is the strong, independent woman type. Yeah. They, for some reason, needed to make her suffer in this movie. Uh, she is basically assaulted by an ex uh, that she used to date that's also a demon. And at one point has a weird kind of tentacle monster shove, it down, shove itself down her throat and leaving nothing to the imagination. Like, that is very obviously supposed to be something else and uh, it's pretty graphic i would actually put out a content warning on that alone because uh they it is the 1980s anime they don't give a shit there's yeah. nothing considerate about this it is a rape scene basically there's two rape scenes in the show or in this movie and they are odd to watch because i was actually thinking like just before the first one of those scenes i was thinking you know this is kind of cool like i think my brothers enjoy this could be a good thing for movie night to bring this kind of weird anime gritty detective movie to the oh god that's not what i wanted to see <laughs> i cannot show this to anybody yep i can't show that and i'm not sitting through this scene with my brothers so fuck this <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to explain that and it's uh well the dvd i got was uh it's from amazon but i got the korean special edition okay uh, turns out all of the menu all of the uh the actual language and the audio and stuff is in uh, english but the outside box is korean all right. Turns out uh, the writing called uh, Hongul or Hangul, I think it is, is uh, quite easy to figure out once you like go and Google it. Um, but it's given a rating over there of nineteen, which is their version of eighteen. All right. Uh, by their ratings and cinema boards. So yeah, uh, it definitely fucking earns it. The violence and stuff is there's all the like the cool usual violence, and then the, there's something about the sexual violence in this is really creepy. Really unnerving. Like it's when they put so much effort into the violence, they're like, no. ooh. You guys need someone some, had an agenda uh, here. Yeah, you guys were drawing something else, weren't you? You guys were drawing this for a totally different reason. Yeah, this just happened to become a demon anime, didn't it? This started off life as something totally different. <laughs> yeah, you you had that camera angle pre-drawn for a while. Right? Yeah, you've been sitting on this idea for a while. Uh, Mackie, uh, there's actually Mackie shows up for a long while. There's also a Spider Woman, who I guarantee gives you the ninety uh, percent of the men a good reason for a nightmare. She uh, has the whole teeth vagina thing going on. Uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Although the weird thing about her is her animation is so good. The way she moves, she has this weird. She's well drawn. She she's a gorgeous, uh, voluptuous woman, a seductress, and then uh, once she's done with you, chop chop. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, I like uh, it. Dom just Dom just got the exact mm-hmm. image of what went chop chop yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she she crawls away out of the window, 
like after she, she gets thwarted i think she actually originally tries to bang tacky uh and he's like wait a minute <laughs> something something stabbing me in the pee pee <laughs> my pee pee hurt <laughs> my pee pee hurt so he he jumps Weird out spider lady get away from me <laughs> Uh, I think she's something like, oh, we'll see each other again soon. Uh, and then she just kind of like weirdly spider walks out because she's now like on all fours with the spider meth vagina thing on full display and then crawls out the window and disappears into the night. That alone is probably where 90% of men's nightmares come out. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrifying. It's even like weirdly sexual, but at the same time, horrifying. Yeah, it's... You don't know how to react. It's, it's a trip. It really is. And when people say it gave me nightmares as a kid, I'm like, yeah, because this is for fun. This is one of those things where there's an age limit on it for a reason yeah <laughs> this isn't just excessive violence there's something there's a lot of psychological body morph horror going into this film it's good but at the same time i can't help but give it the warnings not only for the sexual violence but mm. um seizures i really think yeah. if i was prone to seizures this movie would have fucking set me off yeah for some reason there is strobe lighting used uh and as part of the movie and it's not just like, oh, there's a strobe light in the background. It's there is a character that exists only as a ball of light and communicates through strobe light. I have no idea what the fuck's going on there, but this constant pulsing light, it points us a lot. I was sitting watching going, if I was prone to like seizures, this would set it off. It's weird. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know why it's there. It doesn't make it's any some, sense. It was something about early, so early anime. It was always, there was always the bright flashing lights. I think it was because it was it was a good way of kind of jarring the viewer yeah and then when it came over because that was probably accepted in japan translated over here it didn't really translate all that well because people just no that's fucking disorientating i, I don't know why i'm watching this show anymore yeah. dragon ball was horrendous for it early dragon ball whenever there was a beam or a fire special the screen was lighting up it's probably just inducing seizures off that it was uh it was interesting but it's weird to see english dubs pre-funimation yeah, because the dub I think was done nineteen ninety, oh, right. and I recognise no one. Not even even as like kind of like as a joke. There's one person. Oh, it's tied to this person. That this yeah. person. I could find no association between the original dub cast that I've got hmm. on my DVD. Now the actual like current film actors, most of them aren't working now. They yeah. just kind of. This was one of the things they tried out. It didn't work very well, and then they disappeared. Yeah, I mean it's weird when you go back and watch the the earlier earlier TV or the earlier uh, shows. You'd be surprised the kind of names that you find because I was watching the reason why brought up street fighters because i'm kind of glad it ties into the the anime discussion here but uh in street fighter 2 the anime uh, Dals- uh ryu has a fight with a uh, fei long yeah and fei long is voiced by brian Cranston. huh which is you can obviously tell it's him because everyone else is just has these weird very good nondescript uh voices then brian Cranston sticks out like a sore because hmm. if you obviously now brian Cranston's a fucking hit though he could do no wrong breaking he, bad kind of cemented him in that place but when you just hear him do this weird high-pitched karate noise when he's doing Fei Long's fire kick. Dude, this is how you cut your teeth. Then a few years after that, he was in fucking Power Rangers as well, doing the voices of a random monster. Oh yeah, I forgot that weird yeah. fact about him. He has actually done like weird random voiceover. And he was in, I mean, that's why the main character, one of the main characters in Power Rangers has, has the last name Cranston because of Brank. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird little like piece Odd of ways to tie that shit. In. I mean, um, it's like six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Although nowadays you play that game with my main ones, uh, rubber gloves and a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Bacon is Kevin Bacon all right? Kevin Bacon's fine. Yeah, oh, Kevin Bacon. I yeah, think so. It's Kevin Spacey. It's, oh, it's, it's the Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon's fine. Spacey's a dick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just I keep waiting for a story to get better. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it does not. The uh, I mean, it just got worse because uh, John Bernthal, after um, shooting Baby Driver, he he came out with all these stories recently saying, yeah, Kevin Spacey was kind of a dick to work with. He <laughs> said he was an absolute asshole. And I think uh, I said something about Spacey's uh, not going to be sued 
because the one of the people throwing putting in the the lawsuit against him died, but they're working out whether or not his estate or his family can sue. Ah, right, his executor. Ah, yeah. Man. To be fair, if what he's done, if I'm fucking get rid of, go him. for it, please. <laughs> but with the the voice acting like the kind of six degrees game, I now play that with. Uh, I forgot forget the name. Oh my god. How can I forget the voice of you? Oh, Chris Sarrett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who it turns out is going to be, his character is going to be a bigger part of the season of Ruby because uh, right. Volume 7 started. And, I was uh, going to say, I didn't know that he was involved in Ruby, but perfect sense that he is because they yeah. they kind of share actors with Funimation, don't they? Yeah. Monica and vice Re- versa. Monica Rial has been with uh, Ruby f- for a little while. She's been doing, uh, she was one of the main voices in Genlock. And she's also in Birmingham, right? Now. Is she? Hmm. Under heavy, really? Because so many people on the uh, MCM's Twitter page we're saying, this is an absolute fucking travesty. Why do you have this excuse of a woman uh, showing up at your convention? I was such a fan before now. Uh, I'm now cutting all ties. Because of all the Vic stuff? Because of all the Vic stuff. People are coming out against uh, against her now. Shit. Not in the sense that they don't believe her. It's just this. Not in the sense that they're now going against Vic. It's more in the sense of you lied your ass off or it's been seen or yeah. it's been seen that you're lying your ass off. Yeah. So yeah, apparently from what I've heard, she's always got a couple of people around her. I know that she said to do private security for cons in the US, but yeah. I was surprised it got that serious in the UK. Yeah, apparently just fans weren't taking mm. taking kindly to the. the I mean, I get nothing's confirmed, yeah. but the, the allegations and stuff that she was throwing about and the it's all he in the depositions. Yeah, there's and there's the contradictory stuff between affidavits. And yeah, it's all, it's all just on. a fucking it's it's nasty. But at the same time, if you're going to a con, don't think of the fact that you're going to meet Monica Rell. Think of the fact that you're going to meet fucking Balmer. How yeah. cool would that be? Balmer's one of the best characters, and her interpretation of Balmer. Yeah. and the new run of the show is great I uh, I think I have I actually went looking through my Twitter feed because I'm, I'm missing a couple of people that went oh, I thought that person I followed that person um, a lot of people are tied to the Vic case have uh, started using uh, blockchains so you, they sign up for services where like anyone associated with Nick Ricada especially is being mass blocked by anyone ah, right. like there's people I've never interacted with like uh, one of the people commenting on it I don't I think he might be a lawyer for it I think yeah I think he's actually part of the legal teams has right. blocked me I have never, guaranteed, hands down, I have not sent a tweet to that guy. I've been blocked because I'm, I follow Nick Kira for the news on the case. Yeah. I have therefore been blocked because he, the assumption is if you follow him, you would harass. Yeah, you're like people on the other side. And, yeah. So I, I find that very interesting. But yeah, it's a, it's a shame that she's got to go to that extremes yeah. for this. But, but uh, you were saying, who, who did she play in Ruby? Because like, I tried to watch season one of Ruby and <laughs> I couldn't get in it. Oh boy, it's, uh, it's not easy. Well, I've got the blurry sitting there. Um, the blur- I say the same with uh, Gundam Wing blurries don't help <laughs> still a drawing uh, but no once they once you get to season 4, 5 and 6 you gotta remember season 1 was done on a shoestring budget mm-hmm. by a team of like 5 people Yeah. so when you consider it in that regard it's actually very impressive uh, but when you get to season fly, uh, 4 oh, onwards my gripes with the show were nothing to do with the animation because uh, Monty Ohm his animation standing he did things with 3D art that I'd, I'd never really seen before yeah. but I just didn't like the content of the show i didn't like it because <laughs> you sold it you sold it to me as oh it's not your typical uh, girls kicking ass anime and the episode that i watched was just girls kicking ass anime all right and i was like nah i'm not gonna this. And i tried i gave it i gave it a couple of episodes it wasn't it's um clearly has uh, clearly my not liking it is but a massive dent yeah <laughs> <laughs> these are all fucking chapping my door well that's, actually there's, there's something we talk about and i'm not entirely sure how we plan it but i'm trying to remember who she was she has appeared as a a cameo voice in uh, new seasons of Ruby, uh, but I know that Chris Sabat is playing one of the the minions of Salem, so that's he's going to take a big part this year mm-hmm. uh, because it's to do with technology. He, his character is like a programmer, so right. n- now that they're in a more technologically advanced city, he is actively fucking with the city itself. 
he's going through and he's turning off cameras and security cameras oh, right, as so he walks through. Dogs. Yeah, so he he's watchdogs. He's the guy he, from the watchdogs. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> yeah I, I forget. I fucking. Hate I it. played it for five minutes and I couldn't drive in a straight line. So I went fuck <laughs> this. One of the best parts of an open world game is how you get from A to B. Yeah. Uh, for me, anyway, uh, Grand Theft Auto is the is the number one example of that. The driving in that game is perfect. Same with the Borderlands games. I love Grand Theft Auto Five driving so fucking yeah, much. Yeah, so especially when you get the high powered vehicles, you just yeah. fuck around. But in Watch Dogs, the simple ability from the simple lack of ability to drive from point A to point B when point A and point B's road is just a straight line. Yeah. baffled me. I was like, nah, couldn't do this. So, the so, novelty of that game wears off within five minutes. Like, oh, I can do this, and that's all I can do. Upon it's a bad game, but yeah, um, fucking awful. He. His character's going to be interesting this season. Um, obviously, with the issues going on with Rignana, they've recast uh, him. Yeah. You can't tell the Jason difference. Liebrecht. Jason Liebrecht. Jason Liebrecht, he's doing very well. Yeah. But you can't tell the difference at all. Um, well, there's, there's a couple of differences. Like, I know because I'm listening for it, but if you weren't, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of this first part of the season has been reunions. So we've had one major character come back, and we now we've had two. And there was a lot of questions about how certain characters would react when certain characters are, are there. Mm-hmm. And it's been very nice to see it all kind of... It's been handled very well. Um, that certain characters are more awkward about it than other ones. Quite all right so far. Um, but the, the the big controversy has actually been going on. And it, it's, we think it's a rumour. It's not being confirmed. Yeah. But a couple... Earlier the weekend, um, there was... Last weekend, sorry. There was a rumour that a member of the Ruby fandom had taken their own life because of uh, harassment, through, because of what they wrote on their Tumblr blog, they were a fan of shipping certain characters together Yeah, that wasn't very popular and they apparently received enough harassments and death threats to kill themselves. Only thing is, there's now people saying it didn't happen and people pointing to an allegation that the person who broke that story on Twitter made it up for the attention, which is the most fucking horrific thing. So I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah. there is that rumour going around. If you happen to Google Ruby and then see, oh, which is RWBY, if you're interested in the show, I quite enjoy it. You might yeah. enjoy it as well. If you happen to Google it and then all of a sudden find that, oh shit, uh, there's these people killing themselves in the fandom community. It's all alleged, and we don't yeah, know what's going confirmed. on. So it's it's a very very weird time to be a fan. Yeah. In a strange way. It's, yeah. it's always it's always difficult when you're in in these communities to find something like that because you always you never want to think of your community as being toxic. Which is why I'm so glad that I'm not a part of League of Legends because it is notoriously one of the most toxic. We talked uh, about Steven Universe. Yeah, we talked again, about Rebecca uh, Rebecca Sugar Steven Universe. Uh, people who drew fan art of a character. But they made the character skinny instead of fat. Came out and just fucking demoralised this uh, young artist. I can't remember if it was male or female. To the point where he or she killed them. And you never want to think of your your fandom being the same way. Because you imagine if the Dragon Ball fandom was like that. <laughs> it's vitriolic to the point where they're getting people to actually kill themselves. I uh, I like th- to think that even through the whole schism of the the Vic Mignogna thing, we've still been fairly civil to one another. Nah relatively no. civil kind of civil <laughs> not even kind of there's, there's we least... <laughs> the usual doxing threats yeah, yeah, yeah. people overreacting certain things and allegations being thrown around the place you fucking let me down guys <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to be I'm trying to meet that's you halfway the thing is, you can enjoy a th- you now have to it used to be used to separate the art from the artist Yeah. now you need to separate the art from the fuck faces that enjoy it <laughs> yeah you, you need to separate the bad fan the bad fan base from the good fan base it's like I love Rick and Morty I fucking hate Rick and Morty fans yeah they, they ruined a lot the, the new season's good but yeah, I don't know if I'll, you... I'll take your word for it because I'm not watching <laughs> I'm, I'm a fuck watching that again they, they did a um an episode they, they did my favourite thing where they just pack so much into an episode that's like how am I supposed to keep track of all this yeah. so you go back for a second watch to just follow all the storylines with a notepad through. just going uh huh oh Ooh, that makes sense right yeah that, that lines up with this theory 
you get you get the red wool out. Well, actually, the the thing that impressed me is that there's already theories because there's a recurring character season one. It only showed up in season one and season three, and it's an evil Morty that had uh, he's basically global domination in mind, mm-hmm. and people think that he's responsible for this the season four episode one premiere. Like they right. think he's part of a conspiracy related to all this other stuff because there's all these um there's all these weird uh moments of every time Rick is basically jumping between different dimensions as a clone. So he, he dies, he keeps dying and okay. he keeps being sent into another dimension as a clone of himself and uh every time he goes into a dimension it's a fascist dysto- dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up and it's like everybody's like, Hey, so you're cool with fascism, right? He's like, Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, he's just trying to like fake his way out of it to get home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the point where at one point he spawns in a world as like a little teddy bear. And there's the the other teddy bear, Rick, is standing there with a gun saying, Esto fascistish. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck's sake, and just smashes his head against the wall to kill himself. <laughs> like, instantly just kills himself and respawns again. <laughs> it's one of those, like, absurdly brutal things. The one thing I really enjoy about the show is that it just will go from zero to a hundred in absolutely no, saying, no time at all. Um, including Rick's first death where he gets launched out of his car and impales himself on a stalagmite. <laughs> oh, right. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you don't see it coming. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, the, uh, the season one premiere was, was... It's happening in America. Um, I am obviously watching it on dodgy sites because uh, the Channel 4 were going to show it in January, to which the response was, no, show it now. <laughs> and they've moved it up to November 20th. So Channel 4 will be showing Rick and Morty in the UK. Although everyone's just watching it, now. everyone's just watching it now. I'm sorry, but like I'm just not waiting. And for some reason, Channel Four have picked up season four onwards. Um, yeah, uh, Channel Four have picked up uh, most of the Adult Swim shows. Right. So you've got all the Rick. If you go on Four uh, OD, the app that you can probably get on your Xbox, PC, TV, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can find all four seasons, or all uh, complete three seasons, and the episodes of the fourth season of Rick and Morty. Uh, there's Venture Bros. There's Aqua Teen Hunger Force. There's all these fucking uh, previously obscure Adult Swim TV shows are now showing up on 4OD. That's good. Cause I Eric was try- Andre show as well. I was trying to find out why it was going to Channel 4 and I just assumed it was some deal yeah. but if the Channel 4 just went wholesale yeah. and bought into... I mean, that fits with them. That's a, that is the type of thing they would show. It's because uh, in the UK, I don't think Cartoon Network are allowed to show Adult Swim. Right. Because Adult Swim used to be this, uh, basically what uh, Cartoon Network or CNX used to be. Yeah, obviously remember CNX way back in the day before yeah. before it became Toonami CNX was this it, this weird channel that would show uh, all your cartoons if you're Dragon Ball your Gundams that shit I just called anime cartoons fuck you oh, oh there shit. it is Chinese cartoons fight me <laughs> uh, it would show uh, anime and cartoons I think is what I meant to say uh, and it would show uh, Jackie Chan movies it would yeah. show all these other movies and I think that kind of gradually became Adult Swim but I think Adult Swim have now got enough clout yeah. they're their own channel and yeah. through some reason they're probably not allowed to broadcast in the UK so they've probably just tacked onto Channel 4 or maybe Channel 4 bought the broadcasting it, rights it might just be it's too much hassle to incorporate themselves in a certain way to yeah, allow yeah. themselves to broadcast in the UK I mean whatever, whatever the reason is at least we can still watch it on 4D that's good that explains it that makes a lot more sense I was trying to figure it out last night I was like I don't know why they're not yeah. just showing it on Netflix Netflix not giving them a shit yeah. ton of money oh shit I forgot uh, Robot Chicken as well Robot oh, Chicken's yeah. up on 4D Right. And it makes it so much easier because it's been a ball like trying to find uh, the DVDs that I don't already own. Because I have yeah. seasons one to five on DVD. Cannot fucking find for the life of me the rest. I uh, I remember having Robot Chicken, uh, like the Star Wars uh, oh, yeah. special. Yeah. Those are pretty fucking funny. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, Seth MacFarlane is the Emperor. 
just using yeah. his normal speaking voice it's <laughs> fucking superb <laughs> it makes so much goddamn sense it's and, like uh, the, uh, Donald Faison is the, is the stormtrooper he just keeps getting <laughs> I think he's a uh, Gary the stormtrooper yeah he just gets into all these fucking uh, problems at one point he's taking his daughter who's just a little stormtrooper with pigtails <laughs> it's bring your daughter to work day and Darth Vader's just Said, what is that child doing here? I said, sir, bring your daughter to work day. And quite frankly, I am at my wit's end. I just want to show it. And he just starts <laughs> shouting at Darth Vader. And Darth Vader just goes, that hits me where I live. <laughs> and I'm a Gary father on. too. <laughs> sends Gary on his way. I just, yeah, buy Robot Chicken Star Wars. You can probably get it for pennies now. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely worth it. If nothing else, other than uh, actually seeing Billy D again as Lando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have already offered the deal. Play, pray I don't order it any further. How could this get any worse? <laughs> <laughs> you will now wear this pink tutu. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so fucking great. I, I definitely recommend that series down. Um, so yeah, Rick and Morty, Ruby, and the episode part new season. I've yeah. already talked about that one. Yeah, and unless you want me to talk about that toy show that I was talking that I was yeah mentioned. go for it like I'd uh, no, be interested in the show for a while it's again I uh, I suffer heavily from nostalgia so when there's a show that pops up talking about the old shit that I used to pester my parents about I'm gonna watch it uh, the whole point of it is uh, it's the show is called The Toys That Made Us and it's literally going through all the, the uh, pulp toys that we used to buy when you were younger so there's Lego in there there's Star Wars toys uh, Transformers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all that shit yeah. uh, so the first season is G.I. Joe uh Barbie, Star Wars, and one fucking other doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it'll come to me eventually, and and then that was the first Transformers. I think it might be now Transformers, right. whatever fucking it was. But the first one, uh, just watching them because the whole point of the show is they talk about how the toy started. So then they'll get to see there'll be a bidding war for the Star Wars thing because that was George Lucas kind of just walked into various toy shops and went, "I've made a new hope. What are you going to offer me for toys?" <laughs> then he just basically darted around the place and he got cheated out of so much fucking money uh, eventually went for the deal with Kenner Toys and they said right for every dollar we sell you will get 25 cents that is no, absurd money it's like, point, it's like 25 cents for every dollar so we get 75 cents and that 25 cents is split between him and Lucasfilm right. so he's basically getting next to nothing and they're getting this ma- Kenner Toys were getting this massive chunk of all the Star Wars merchandise for just the guy who owns the IP like considering that the, the toy manufacturer would have to actually make the toys yeah. that revenue split is not bad yeah but it basically meant that George Lucas was getting next to fuck all money But right. and then the contract that they negotiated because George Lucas had no clout he was just saying I'm making a movie every successful movie has a toy uh, a company with it and he said right when he's negotiating the contract, you either just give me a check for $10,000 every year or you give me $10,000 worth of uh, toy revenue. And then the first year that Star Wars is out, it makes $18 million. Year two, $124 million. Year three, $200 million. And it just keeps going up and up and up until Phantom Menace comes out. <laughs> it yeah. just drops down drastically. And uh, that's what they kind of do with each one. They'll, they'll track how well it fucking sold it. And all these toy lines sold stupidly well. Uh, some of them even continue to sell well with the likes of Star Wars people are still paying $400,000 for one random Boba Fett figure that has a missile pack attached to it Transformers yeah people Barbies are still, are still a thing yeah and uh, one of my favourite episodes was actually the Transformers episode because it told you that it basically says right on the front cover that Transformers is not an American product it is the it is the combining to use a Transformers term of just this Japanese TV show and that Japanese TV show even one of the one of the Transformers that they talk about I think it was called Jetfire it's literally a Matt Cross plane painted white and red. 
Because <laughs> it was like, shit, we need to pull these out of our Bandai America or breathing down our necks for more toys. Fuck it, spray this red and give it to them. Yeah. And uh, again, Transformers made almost billions when it when it uh, eventually wrapped up and it's now in its 19th iteration or whatever the fuck it was. Have you seen, I don't know if this is part of the show, but have you seen the, the, like the stuff about He-Man toys? Yeah. Like Battle Cat was just like something else they just had lying around. Yeah, it was it was part of a, a line. I think it was, I think it might have been Mattel or whatever, wherever yeah. the hell the toy company was. They had a line of toys that called Big Jim. Yeah. And Big Jim had a cat, so they just spray painted it green and went, oh, that's his steed, his mighty steed battle cat. And like, we found that in the bin 10 seconds ago. <laughs> and it's a lot of clutch shit like that. And yeah. when, they were, when they were trying to sell He-Man, one of the things that we're talking about was, uh, we went into a place and the guy said, I'm interested, but sell me more. And they said, oh, didn't we tell you? Each toy comes with a comic book. And then the, the guy giving the presentation, his team are standing behind him going, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Slow down. <laughs> and he goes, all right, so you've got the comic book, you've got the toy, we need more. And he goes, Oh, didn't we tell you? We've got two TV specials going on and his team are behind him going, Dude, shut the fuck up. We can't do this. <laughs> we do not have that. <laughs> then, before you know it, you've got the He-Man TV show, you've got the freaking comic books, you've got the billions of toy sales that are still going on. People are still buying the He-Man toys. It's ridiculous. And it, it, it was kind of, it was interesting for me because it showed me how fucking rabid I used to be when I was collecting these old toys. Yeah. Especially when it came to Lego because they talk about Bionicles. Oh, we went shit. fucking in on Bionicles. <laughs> that is going to end badly. That's the weird thing as well is how much of children's TV is was just an advert. Yeah, uh, all the like He-Man, uh, Transformers, GI Joe, uh, fucking Star Wars, all of that was just to sell toys. Some movies more than others. Cause, so the last the last few Star Wars films, like the last few prequels, were just quite literally made because are made to sell toys. Some of the shit that they put in there was just like, oh, that would be a cool toy. That's like why there's the, so many different droids. The progs or whatever it is. Porgs. Oh, the, that's the, the weird bunny rabbit things. Porg. Porg, yeah. yeah. Porgs, yeah. I've not seen them yet. And so. that became a, the standard for uh, Star Wars films going forward, that they would put shit in there to sell a toy. Because uh, frankly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made, it still makes fucking money hand over fist and people are still going to buy it. So why not keep doing it that way? And uh, talking about, I was talking, speaking about Bionicles, going forward to the Power Rangers toys. There's an oh, episode about shit. Power Rangers. Uh, again, you probably grew out, it, grew out of it longer, uh, long before I did, because when I was a... Uh, and, and for something, I stuck with it for a while. And I stuck with Power Rangers for maybe a bit too long. The Bionicles were still pretty cool because you could actually do stuff with them. Yeah. The only thing is, see, when it came to stuff like Power Ranger stuff, it was always the cheapest, flimsiest, plasticest crap yeah. ever. Yeah, we say cheap, but it was not cheap. I know. The plastic itself the was cheap The manufacturing was cheap, yeah. yeah. And it got kind of better, but at that point I was like, okay, I'm, I can't realistically ask my parents to buy me this cool car thing that's probably going to break after the dog gets a hold of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the... But the Power Ranger stuff, it's just looking back on it and thinking, if I was aware of those toys at that price range, I would never have stopped pestering my parents for that. Yeah. Like, give me the Megazord, like, but it's £300. I don't care, give me it. <laughs> it's just been that fucking really annoying pain in the ass to my parents. Especially with the, they're talking about, they do, they do another episode on uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in season three. Oh boy. Because uh, uh, I should say that in season three, the three, the four toys that they talk about are uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers and wrestling figures. All right. Yeah. And then they also talk about My Little Pony, but I skipped that episode because I never bothered with My Little Pony <laughs> and now it gives me a migraine because now my niece is getting into that shit and that shit is expensive. And it's filled with Cooper Pervert, so yeah, let's not bother. Yeah, it's weird. I if mean, you, if you do never, you, but at the same time, bronies skeeve me out. Yeah, if you've <laughs> never found out what a brony is, don't start now. Yeah, don't Save yourself. Go close the tab, go and have your dinner because it's getting to run about that time. Just be with your family. Don't call, call your parents. Just enjoy a sunset. 
Just enjoy a nice yeah, walk in the evening. Yeah, nice. it's a crisp night. Doesn't mean it's a yeah. cold night. Warm cup of tea, then go yeah. out for a nice walk. You'll feel great. Don't look up what a brony is, but yeah. So I watched the the three episodes that I was interested in. Left the my little pony one at my side, but watching the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, I can only imagine what it would have been like when they first came out. Because when I got into them, they were all heavily discounted. So right. I was like, oh, can I get this one? Like, oh, sure, it's only three quid. But uh, because it was that much of a hot ticket item, and the movie itself, when it first came out, was one of the highest grossing comic book movies of all time, technically an indie movie at the time because no one would produce it. Uh, the mo- the toys sold quite well and they were quite expensive. And then it gets to the WWE figures and then all the play sets from that. To get a complete run of WWE figures, you're talking about $200 back. Shit. So now you'd be looking at heavily invested. And these and this shit has all become heavily collected. And that's why I love that TV show because it's just a huge nostalgia trip. Because when they're talking about uh, Power Rangers, I'm like, I had that. Holy shit, how much money did my parents pay for that and how much money is it worth now? And it, it's worth a lot now i i'm looking for the pieces like okay i have it all i can sell this and pay for a car i i look at the i like that this show seems to have like all the right level of nostalgia but then sit you down and say these are the numbers behind what yeah, happened like, okay. this is how much money they made and this is how much money it would have cost your parents to get you this because you just had to have you know leonardo donatello Raphael, and michelangelo but you gotta have it to complete the set yeah you don't know which one he is, neither do I. Let's just move on from it because I, I remember the, the the red one, the sheer number of adverts, <laughs> <laughs> the sheer number of adverts for all the WWE like wrestling shit. Yeah, and it was everywhere, everywhere. It's all Christmas long. Yeah. was just WWE wrestling figures. I remember. I never wanted the playsets. I never wanted the toys. I wanted that belt, motherfucker. <laughs> I every Christmas list that I wrote every year for about ten years when I was younger was just, can I have? the Intercontinental Championship belt <laughs> and I never fucking got it because my parents were sick and tired of me and my brothers beating each other up for shit. Well, now you have the money. You can go and buy it yourself. You're damn right, I'm going to go buy w- it. Walk in on Christmas Day, right in the middle of Christmas dinner. Smack my parents off the head. Throw down the belt. <laughs> right in the middle of the turkey. Who wants it? Who's <laughs> ready to fight me? Bring it on, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just uh, start throwing gravy and potatoes. <laughs> just go, bring it on, bitch. <laughs> This is why I work every Christmas, because I will do retarded shit like this all day long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, talking about Christmas. We are on the 17th of November. Yes. I heard, I seen people putting up the Christmas decorations on the 27th of October. Well, shops have had it since before Halloween. Yeah, understandably, though. Because, I mean, that's how just shops work. They get, yeah. the, 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 it's all seasonal, but if you're putting up your decorations... UK, there's nothing really. I mean, the Americans have Thanksgiving, but... Yeah, there's nothing in between... Uh, really summer and christmas so we just get that shit in right in the right at the end of, or right at the start of halloween because we've had them in since the start of october yeah. but if you're putting your fucking decorations up and it's not even november yet have a word with yourself <laughs> and also i'm calling it the people that say oh you don't like christmas you're you're being a bit of a fucking scrooge no i love christmas and i don't want to see you cheapening it by putting it up three months early i love christmas day i hate the two months lead up to Christmas. Oh yeah, I hate Christmas shopping. I hate. I like doing stuff for the family. If we go out just at the Christmas market in Edinburgh, I love doing shit. Like that. I love the family aspect of it, but I hate the. I hate this whole. We love Christmas. We'll fuck it. We want. We want it to be Christmas every day. And it's like no, nah, I'd, I'd rather it be once a year. That way we can enjoy it, and be engaged in that when it's happening. Not yeah. the two month run up where everyone's just ripping themselves fucking stupid trying to get the ultimate present for someone. See, I I had that conversation with somebody who assumed that because I'm quite grouchy around Christmas, yeah. because I don't like, as they, they like six months build up, they were like, oh, you must you must just hate Christmas. So when I said, oh, I'm just sorting a Christmas shop, yeah. they were like, oh, I thought you hated it. And I'm like, no, I enjoy Christmas. Yeah. But I say, I don't enjoy having it here on the radio yeah. for like three weeks beforehand. Their name one good Christmas song. There isn't, I guarantee, like 
Corey Taylor. Merry Get fucking Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a, it's the only good one, and it's I have it on a playlist. The Darkness. Oh yeah, that's a good Darkness one. Darkness is a good one. Jingle Bells. Yeah. <laughs> it's Slade. Wish it could be Christmas every day. It's a good song. No. I like it, man. No, I'm just done with it. That's the problem. Is that I, I, there I, was... see, I actively don't listen to the radio. So yeah. when I hear it in my house, I'm like, oh, it's Christmas thing. Because yeah. my parents respect the rule. I, I'm going to try and convince as many people as possible. Maybe just to, to make Spotify playlists. Maybe just to have something ready to go. Because I'm not in the lab. I'm it's guessing gonna be... in, your, in your work, you just have the radio fourth one or whatever the fuck it is playing yeah. in the background. That'll, yeah, the that'll, be, thing, gone. that'll be gone by yeah. December. Best thing to do is just get all, all the people in the work say, we're, we're going to agree, we're going to get Spotify premium for the office, we're going to chip in, <laughs> get a tablet, we're going to leave it in the corner with a set of speakers, and that's going to be the new music thing. What's well, is that the computers we have have speakers built into it, yeah. and they're decent enough, they're actually surprisingly powerful for the tiny size they are. Yeah. But I think we could actually set it up to just have like, I don't know if we could use a Spotify account. Is anyone going to object to class? No. No yeah. one does. Especially when you're working. Too. You get a big enough playlist so that yeah. you're not hearing the same shit every day. And I guarantee you nobody's going to object to classic rock. Yeah. Just throw that shit on shuffle. And we yeah. can we can all enjoy Christmas together by not listening to Christmas music. Yeah, That's the plan, kids. And yeah. I personally, I hate Christmas music enough. There are some little gems in there that I like. I like um, Paul McCartney's Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time because everyone hates it and I, f- I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I was like, why do you like this? I'm trying to play Everybody fucking hates it. And I'm just like, there's nothing in here that I could see as being Dom's thing. No, it's <laughs> it's the weird synth and it's the fact that I, I like the Beatles and she, it, I don't know, I like that song. And everyone, everyone that I know seems to hate it. Yeah, I would rather just get rid of Christmas music altogether because the closer we get towards Christmas, there's going to be those Christmas tracks coming out and I'm fucking sick and tired of hearing all the try-hard auto-tune fuckers putting out Christmas tunes. Does anyone want to hear a mumble rap version of Silent Night? Because we're going to get that. I kind of do. Like, no one does. It's going to be Shut such up. a shit show. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking shite man. My, my favourite uh, like Christmas like out of nowhere song is somebody at a DMX concert asks him to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and he raps Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> on a tempo that he sets himself. It's the ba- it's a banger. <laughs> it's just him like fucking around behind stage and stuff. And he goes, "You don't know, you don't know Christmas songs." It's like, yeah, I know Christmas songs. I got a kid. <laughs> Watch this, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> shit, he's spitting bars. Christmas bars. DMX back, baby. Woo! <laughs> I uh, I uh, not looking forward to the Christmas songs. I've been luckily managing to avoid them up until now, but it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I reckon I've got about three weeks before they just start infecting In the words of Thanos, I am inevitable. <laughs> I am inevitable. Run from it. No fear from it. Fear, fear, it. fear it, run from it. Dread it. It, comes, it comes eventually. <laughs> Shitey Christmas music comes eventually. Yeah. That's the that's the, that's the, the title of the episode. <laughs> Shitey Christmas music comes eventually. <laughs> it I, is uh, inevitable. I've been trying to uh, listen to a bit of a variety of stuff because I noticed I'm, I'm falling back at the same track. I did find some weird stuff to listen to, kind of enjoy myself. Um, obviously, Joe Rogan's a big fan of a guy called Guy Clark Jr. Uh, and he did uh, he did a, he did the uh, Justice League version of Come Together. All right, that's him. Fucking great. So I listened to the whole song and I was like, that's pretty fucking good. Um, so I'll try and find out more of his stuff. But I downloaded a Doom Metal and I forgot how weird Doom Metal because it's not set to my expectations. I'm a very heavy metal set. Like I like I love my heavy metal. I love high tempo stuff. About the first five minutes the first Doom song I listened to felt like at any given moment it was about to start <laughs> it was just like this kind of plodding chord mm. going on and on and on and I was like great it's great when does the music start like when, <laughs> does, it when does it kick off like it's all got to kick off and I looked down at my phone and I was like it has been three minutes of this shit <laughs> it's just it's all just the low C's 
three minutes of just like blue balls of just like dun 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 three minutes of an intro any moment now we're about to get the absolute like face melting shred and riff and no it wasn't just blue balling you along I was like ah this is I need to I shouldn't have listened to it when I did I was looking for something that's a bit more up tempo so I switched over another playlist and yeah that was what I needed at the time but at the same like if you if you want to get into doom metal it's a hard thing to approach you've got to change your mindset on what you think metal should be you've got to anticipate the fact you're not going to be comfortable with it in a weird way yeah it's not what you expect yeah you're going to be oddly waiting for that waiting for the rest of the song to kick in because i know yeah. that happened to me a few times with a uh, some death metal band because mm-hmm. a lot of that is just it's all sort of chorus it's all high like solo type shit and you're like okay when is it going to settle down into some lyrics and like oh the, the lyrics are there i'm just not hearing them over <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> just the same repetitive riff over and over again yeah i, I I'm on the lookout constantly for new music because I'm I'm in that same kind of rut as you. I cycle through the same eight odd playlists, mm-hmm. and even at that within those playlists, I'm like, I don't want to listen to that song. Oh, there's that song that I've listened to twelve times this week already. Yeah. So I need I need to get some new music out there. So if you want to help me out here, uh, I'm going to ask the fans to pepper the the uh, Twitter with um with some stuff, get more uh, uh, conversation going on the Twitter because I need some new music. My tastes are mainly sort of heavy metal, death metal, yeah. melodic death metal. I will go into a bit of dubstep. Because yeah. uh, apparently I just like chaos. <laughs> I, my brother chaos put, lives in everything. As he would you see me. It was a joke. A yeah. bit, a bit corny. Yeah, a bit corny. <laughs> it was out there. But the um, I, my brother played me something last night. He, you know, Kendrick Lamar, no. uh, rapper, very talented guy. Who is this young man? <laughs> talented young gentleman from <laughs> the Compton Streets, I believe. Does he do all the rappings? Yes, the he does. The kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the hipping and the huffing and the biffing and the bopping. <laughs> the, he's a phenomenal talented guy. The fizz, um, the fuzz, the plip and the plip. She's asleep and that's where we're at. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it does not take much for the Bill Cosby to go straight to the dodgy rape jokes, does it? <laughs> it starts there and doesn't go anywhere else. It's it's a one-track train right now. Like, that guy used to have a career and now it's just straight up, you're a rapist, bro. <laughs> rape jokes. <laughs> it was, is that not... That's one of uh, Arsenio, Hall, uh, Arsenio Hall's jokes. All right. Like, do you think if anyone coming out of jail now would believe you the fact that Bill Cosby's in jail and OJ is free? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wakes up from a coma, you're like, no. <laughs> nah, man, OJ's in jail. What's Bill Cosby doing? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, here's a coffee, we need to talk. How, how high are you right now in those meds? Because it'd be good to be high right now. You're about to learn some shit. Um, <laughs> but he, somebody, uh, I think it was Skrillex actually did a dubstep remix of one of his biggest songs, uh, Humble, which is like a good song in itself, but then Skrillex came on, I'm like, ugh. I can see why, like, Scott's kind of disappeared because he doesn't have it anymore for some reason. No, he's, uh, he, he released a couple of tracks recently that was just like, nah, it's not a... It's not, it's not as, as good as, as, like, as uh, Monsters and Sprites or something like that? Aye, uh, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. And, yeah. And he released that three times. Yeah. <laughs> he released, uh, there was Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites and there were Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites uh, remixes yeah. where I had, like, Diplo and uh, Zed and stuff in there. And then he released it again really... with, like, the additional tracks. And, like, <laughs> dude, you've released the same album three times. Please, please stop. <laughs> Just come up with something new or people will write. And he's, it's been a, a weird thing of, like, listening to a remix. I was like, I mean, it's all... You see the way that, like, when people make a track and present it as the finished product, there's a reason for that. And it's because component parts might not work individually and uh, this is where he took the audio just of Kendrick Lamar rapping humble and then put that into his own his own beat mm. and it does not work at all <laughs> like dude you just kind of ruined humble I'm sorry Steve I know it's your, I know it was your jam but it sucks dick man <laughs> 
I uh, I remember uh, before Skrillex, the guy was in. I think his name's Sonny Moore. The guy that's uh, Skrillex, he's got it's something Moore. I remember. Yeah. Uh, he was in a in an emo band. Yeah, I remember that. I think it might have been called Of Mice and Men. He was in that. I think so. Oh. Could have been. I'm uh, probably very very wrong. Yeah. But yeah, because I just remember thinking, because Skrillex was a good composer, he was a good dubstep artist, but then you go back and see, oh, he can actually sing. Oh, no, he can't sing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's emo screaming. I, um, I just, my favourite one actually is, I don't know, you probably don't like Post Malone. I don't mind him. He's alright, I enjoy his stuff. Uh, he's new album. Uh, the song that Bert Kreischer danced to is a fucking good song. And they Wow sub- has ru- Bert ruined Wow for me. I really love Wow. And then all I can see is Bert Kreischer dancing like <laughs> naked to it. And I'm like, oh no. You just block that out. <laughs> and you, uh, the song do? that Post Malone did for the and the Spider-Man soundtrack? Sunflower. Yeah, pretty Rick good. Swaley. Yeah, fucking good one. Uh, yeah, but the, the album Hollywood's Bleeding, really fucking good. He did, obviously, the uh, Stoney album, uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Stoney was great. Beer bottles and Bentley's just pissed me off because all he did was rap about how much money he had. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You made a fucking billion dollar album. <laughs> Calm it down. I don't need to hear about your 40 pairs of Gucci socks. Right? This how is the long, third song you rapped about this in. <laughs> how long do you think it'll be before Peter Capaldi starts start singing about how much money he made from... What was his album called? Something Something to a Hellish Extent? Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Louis Capaldi, motherfucker. I was going to... Peter Capaldi of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's, he's releasing a... Dropped a hot-ass rap on him. <laughs> no, dude, I can imagine him doing a it's like Christopher Lee thing. Yeah. Speaking, uh, just acting over... The spoken word. Yeah. <laughs> I'd dig it. Yeah. I'd, I'd be down for that. But yeah, Louis Capaldi, he'd probably, he'd probably start doing shit like that. Talk about how much money he made from his first album. But I, I found... I was like, I'm a big probably fan talk of, about it on Tinder, the fuck. Got a, um, a big fan of Monster Cat. And I found a weird track from them. It was a nine-minute one. I think it's called Bliss on Shrooms. Because they were one producer called Toxic Mushroom. Mm. And they one called Bliss. <laughs> and they collaborated for like a nine-minute track. And if you want to talk about like weird dubstep and this weird like techno only, no, no vocals, just playing with different instruments and stuff. And I found mm. myself investigating synth music more and more. And the guys who make it are just on another fucking level. Yeah, fucking genius. It's an ascended plane of thinking. You're like, this is all crap. This is all just people make random weird noises. Like, yeah, just pushing buttons. How do you get to that noise? How do you make the? How do you arrange it all yeah. to make sense? You're like, dude, there's an art form to this that I just didn't understand. But fucking amazing. That was always the weird thing about uh, sort of techno music and, and sort of the electric dance music, the electronic dance music and stuff that started coming out. I never understood how it was made because obviously I've been listening to heavy metal since I was five. Yeah. And that's uh, simple. You see the guitar, you, you see the, the guitar, the bass, the, the drums, yeah. you see all that shit. But uh, my my older cousin, he has a couple of released tracks through Vespa or Vespa Records or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but he, he got less than fuck, so he stopped doing them. He had six songs released, all relatively good songs. But I always just wanted to ask him, can I watch you make a song? Because yeah. I have no fucking idea. There's no instruments involved. It's all you on a computer or you behind a, a set of deck. How the fuck do you make it? I'm always fascinated. It's worth a look and... Uh, I'd recommend there's a guy on YouTube called uh, Andrew Huang, Andrew H-U-A-N-G. Yeah. The guy has a a, a series where he gives uh, four producers, one of them being himself, then three guests, a like a piece of music that somebody made, and then they chop it up, remix it however they want, and come mm. back. It's insane. Like, just seeing the timeline of construction of how they make these songs, you're like, what the shit? <laughs> you people, that's what I say. It's a different level of thing. Yeah. You gotta understand this game is played on a level you cannot exist. Nuts. I love it. But yeah, I'll, I'll take any recommendations for extra music as well because I'm I found some bits and pieces that I quite like. But uh, yeah, beyond my usual kind of uh, musings, I'm yeah. really finding too much. But you can I think I, th- I don't I don't know. You might not agree with me on this one, but I think I can safely say that the best year for metal was 2012, 2010, because we haven't really had many new albums or new bands come out that think, holy shit. This is the new Rise of Metal, with the exception of the, the latest slip, because that popped up and everyone was like, oh shit, Slipknot are fucking back. Uh, I, 
to my knowledge anyway, because I, I, I think in 2010 you had uh, the height of Five Finger Death ones, you had Skindred just dropping fucking bangers left, right and yeah. centre. You had uh, even in flames were, were still dropping good records consistently. Uh, I mean, they still are, but a yeah. lot of people say that their new musical style is not the greatest. I disagree, but your mileage may vary. Uh, there's not really been many consistent good metal hits because even Five Finger, Five Finger Death Punch have taken a major nosedive. Skindred, I think we've, we've spoken about this many times, but I think when you run out of angry shit to sing about, yeah, what's left for a band that predominantly talks about injustice and uh, being an angry young man? And, and it's not that that's gone away. It's that their perspective on it has now shifted yeah. as older men quite come across the same yeah. way. So there's probably some stuff out there that I'm just not aware of. I mean, if you want to talk about Five Finger Death Punch, uh, yeah. they've got their kind of spin-off band Bad Wolves. Mm. I think they're fantastic. Disobey might be one of the best fucking albums in decades mm. for me. Um, they released Nation and it's a bit toned down from yeah. uh, Disobey, but Disobey is a deliberate anti-establishment battle track, basically. Yeah. And um, they have had a series of like softer songs get thrown in the mix and I don't know if that's just a, a marketing strategy because yeah. I know it's one of the death punch that they would have a softer song that would go out on the radio get new listeners who would come and find all their softer stuff but then stay for some of the harder stuff and that's how they built an audience was having a radio friendly softer song I think because uh, Bad Wolves is managed by Zoltan Barthory the guitarist from Five Finger Death yeah. Punch that they're employing the same strategy to make because they are they have all the possibility of a great group Mm. Um, isn't he a isn't one of the members of Five Finger Death Punch now a cop or a community cop or something probably yeah I remember reading something like that wouldn't surprise me um, but also I mean I, I've recently rediscovered Hell Yeah uh, oh yeah Chad Gray's band from he was from Mudvayne uh, it had Vinnie Paul oh, on yeah. drums for a while uh, before his death and uh, it's just a, it's a super group basically yeah and for some reason I, I seen it and I knew it was around but I never really paid much attention to it yeah. so it's just one of the things I'm like oh, I really should have paid more attention yeah, to it when it was because, still a thing you know it was like when a coal chamber I mean talking about the opposite of that when coal chamber came back I, was, I dug out the coal chamber greatest hits and I was like there's a reason coal chamber went away <laughs> <laughs> it was like, not fun <laughs> local was probably the only good track and even at that like, local is just yeah. The song that made you glad that Desfafara went on to Devil Driver. Yeah. Even that, what the fuck is Devil Driver? Um, I don't think I, we've had a good record from them for a, for a while. The last couple of ones were pretty good. There was one that was a bit dodgy. The one that was... Uh, there was one that was a bit softer, but it was still decent. They didn't then did that country album. I have like, not listened to the country album. It's a banger. Yeah, I'll download just, that. Just for, like, I'm enjoying country more as a genre. Hmm. Uh, and then having somebody go, okay, and now we do heavy metal and country music at the same time. <laughs> Like their version of uh, Johnny Cash when the man comes around mm. fuck me <laughs> what was the album that they did it was the blue and green cover I think it was Beast Beast that was garbage yeah people did not like Beast that myself included it. Beast was like yeeted in the bin Beast was there there was a follow up after that though it was good because Don't Trust Trust No One or something it was called yeah Trust Do No One the front cover it, was the, the wolf and the bull. yeah with a sheep head on it yeah. like, uh, that, that was a good one Trust No One was good but then after that, I think they've quietened down. Or maybe they've released something and not... Yeah, maybe it's just not been on the, ra- the radar. Hell, I missed two Kills Which Engage albums. There's yeah, all the possibility of reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good reason. But still, I mean, in fact, I missed one of my favourite bands at Air Quotes, yeah. releasing two albums. Yeah, Howard's been quite quiet as well. Or has like, he? That's things like the torches. Maybe we're just out of touch. Yeah, we could be, maybe. Do you think we should correct that? Maybe try and find, like, let's go and dig for yeah. 2019 and just find ob- not obscure stuff, but stuff we deliberately yeah. missed. Yeah, I think we need, to, we need to catch up and sort of reconnect because part of my thing has been I, I have the music that I like on this. Yeah. On my phone. On my phone. I like I'm saying on this, like, you can fucking see it, the listeners of the podcast. I need to remember <laughs> that we're not a video podcast. Like, I have all the. Yet. Mo- yet. <laughs> Give it time. 
I have all the music that I usually listen to on a daily basis on my phone, on my mobile, but I keep forgetting that there's other shit out there that I can I can easily get a hold of. And, and it's the thing with Spotify or YouTube music, yeah, like, that's where I find get. half my weird shit. I go, I look kind of like, oh, I remember that band, or yeah. I wasn't willing to put money on that album yet, so yeah. I'll just go down through that premium service. Yeah, absolutely. I do that with uh, every time Megadeth release an album, I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll download it first. I'm not willing to drop some shekels on it. We, we shall see first. Yeah, I will see a couple of tracks. And the, the latest record that they released was not bad, but there was the sour taste of the previous album. I can't remember the name of it. It might have been something like Dreadnought. Uh. Can't remember, but it was awful. It made me just go back and listen to Peace Sales, but who's buying over and over again just to remember the good times? <laughs> but no, I don't think Dave Mustaine will be touring for a while yet. He's still battling with throat cancer. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it would be a hell of a day if I have to see Dave Mustaine, but he could probably kick it yeah. up. We gotta hope it's not. It's not fair to have to. Absolutely weird. horrible. We just we're still reeling from twenty. Yeah, the, the celebrity call of twenty sixteen. So do you want to do, do you want to dedicate? Maybe not like for the next episode because we need time to actually do the research. Yeah, but at some point, dedicate an entire episode to just weird metal albums and weird yeah. music that we missed in twenty nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said, or well, like I said, we need yeah. we need to start getting reconnected with the metal scene. Because how much time do you have off around Christmas time? Because we could do it. We're about a month, but. It does mean, I think, between now and the start of December, I am booked solid. Right. Between coursework and exams and shit. What does it say? Over Christmas time? Yeah, over Christmas. I've got about a month off. I don't go back till February after. Oh, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> That's student life, bro. Yeah. No, <laughs> see, a month and a half is great. I don't mind that because I've worked my ass off up until that point. I'm thinking, I'm ready for some time off. And just to be able to, you know, sit, play some video games or, you know, being able to go to the gym or take hour and a half long walks with a dog just to yeah. go and do some shit. It's fucking amazing. I love doing that shit. And because it's colder, it's nice and crisp, all the conditions are nice and... The ground's nice and crunchy beneath your feet. Fucking love that. Yeah. But see, when you've got five months off during summer, I will kill a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, people... Folk will walk into my room and go, you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not fucking okay. I've been off for three weeks and I don't have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm melting and bored. Fuck off. Just, it's 26 degrees and I'm fucking ready to kill someone. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So shit. <laughs> start of the new year. Yeah. Start of 2020. We new will, year, new me. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Yeah. New Year, same me. I ain't fucking. I might get a lot. I'm gonna try and drop some weight, but I'm staying relatively the same. New, new Year, eh, me. Yeah. New Year, slight differences. Yeah. New, new, new me, maybe some beard dye. I, don't know. <laughs> I ain't dying. I, I do get people telling me that I should dye my hair. I, I occasionally, I think a couple of weeks ago, I said I caught myself in the mirror, and it's one of the things of you don't notice the white until you notice the white, and yeah. you notice all. And you're like, yeah. oh boy, when did that happen? I was on the I was on the train on Thursday morning, and I was just sitting down there, and it was one of those uh, the four, the, like the table seats with the four seats either side, yeah. and I just kind of caught myself in the windows. Holy shit, my hair looks silver as fuck today. <laughs> I can I could not see a single bit of black hair in there. It's, like, it's the lighting, it's the lighting. No, it's not. This is your reality now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reality checks come at you hard. Yeah. I was actually getting to the point they were they were thinking about doing some fundraising for the rugby club and they said would you shave your head and I went probably <laughs> it's getting to the point where join me Dom I join me I'd probably grow my hair back but I think it'd be cool just for that few weeks just to see what it'd be like bald how much how thick it would make the beard look if I just shaved my head it adds it adds volume yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll see it the, the head reflects so much of the light it makes this appear as a darker shadow it works it'd probably highlight the fact we're in this streak of ginger going <laughs> I've never seen that but now that's all yeah, I'm going to see it's all you can see because it's just this copper lining on the right the left side of my face <laughs> dumbest Weird. copper wiring for a beard yeah <laughs> I start connecting the phone line to charge myself <laughs> oh I had um, I was up helping my brothers yesterday and uh, I was helping him install a streaming card but he also said he, or he has a bad wireless connection I offered to give him my old wireless card that I took out my PC plug it in his 
turns out it's a weird issue where the face plate of the card I was going to give him is too mm-hmm. thick by like a millimetre and it pushes everything out so I can't actually install it. So I'm going to try and fix that. Not entirely sure how I'm going to fix it. I'm going to try and fix uh, because that's what good big brothers do. And I was playing around inside his computer component. Turns out my computer is basically built to be taken apart. His is not. Right. There are things locking things in place there that I don't understand how they fucking welded that shit in at all. I hate whoever made his PC. It's a bit older. It's yeah. a good chunk older. It was made by, I think it was like a like a chain store. Yeah. Um, you just, find when you go into places like PC World and Courage and stuff, if you buy a PC, they will make it in such a way that you can only open it if you take it back. Yeah. You get a better PC if you take the money that you spent on that PC and get the components and build it yourself. But I looked at his stuff and I've looked inside his stuff. I was trying to see what I could do to upgrade it. It turns out I could install the network card. Spacing was an issue. Uh, but during that installation, his actual, his pre-existing card that he has his little chip built on the motherboard. Can't, like the wires came off to rewire his network, and it is the well, just tiny just soldered it back together. I wish I had because it was it is these tiny little things. And I've got the same thing. It's the same type of chips on the Xbox. So I've taken apart my Xbox mm. to uh, dick around with some of the stuff that was going on there when I was having heating issues. Mm. Um, and with the Xbox, it's quite easy. You can just take the thing off, and you can you have to disconnect to get further into the Xbox because yeah. it's all tied together. Um, but with this, it had come off, and I, I didn't even know when it happened. But the wires had popped off of it. But the cable itself doesn't actually, there's not like a pin or anything, it doesn't right. like slot into anything. You have to actually just force it onto the card. So to get his PC, put it on the carpet, take out his power supply, because I couldn't get in, because his graphics card is fucking massive. I couldn't take out his graphics card, because as it was like welded in fucking place <laughs> with this weird structure. Um, and I, t- I couldn't get my hand all the way through, because like the the depth of the case, um, was like the power supply on this side, my hand going in, and then the uh, the Titan graphics card sitting in there and I could barely get my hand in and everything's hot because he leaves his computer on all fucking day and Jesus. I'm like I've got to fix this now so I'm like struggling to get my hand in there to take everything in and I couldn't actually do anything so take his power supply out of the piece put it off on the side because I'm not disconnecting it because all the cables are fucking everywhere cable management on this thing was an absolute don't know who made it but I want to punch him in the face <laughs> and then I did like take out his take out the chip that was controlling the network and I physically like jam the fucking wires back on there and then re-screw everything in place terrifying I was sweating I was shitting <laughs> bullets I was oh like disarming a bomb you're just shit, shitting yourself in case you break his PC it just makes me think that components for PCs have come so far in so little time mm. because of shit like this because that is an unworkable situation that you couldn't I mean Unless you were told to only build PCs that way, you would never build one. Yeah, but if he bought it from Falkirk, I know exactly who would have built his PC. Can't (laughs) can't remember the guy's name, but uh, when I went for a job at a PC World, I think it's Curry's PC World it was at the time. Yeah. Which is now Curry's PC World Carphone Warehouse, which is just condensed that shit. Just call it Curry's. (laughs) Cut it down. But I went for a job there and uh, I was talking to the guy that I would have been working with and he was like, folk come up to you asking for a gaming PC sell them anything over a grand can't do that in all good conscience because uh, that's ripping them off doesn't it matter and uh, my brother came in for a PC and he said I'll go and talk to your brother and I'll sell my PC and I want to buy this one it's about £400 and it looks it looks like it could fit my needs and I could transfer stuff from the old PC no mate you're not wanting that you'll fry the mother here buy this thing this £800 PC that you're still fucking paying off and uh, he was like oh cool what's it doing he was like oh it does all the things you want <laughs> can you show me and he went I showed them it and, oh cool that looks like that looks really powerful not realising that it had been you know polished up the to spec just yeah. for the show uh, the show floor so he took it home bought it and he went alright I wanted to put in the graphics card and it's a fucking mess in there there was like cables all over the place and so I told I uh, went back in for a follow up interview and I said I uh, that PC that you saw my brother so, uh, he, he's wanting to try and replace some stuff and he absolutely can't 
and said, oh, that's because if he wants to change anything to do with the operating system or he wants to change any of the components, he needs to come back into the shop and do it. Otherwise, he, vo- he avoids his warranty. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. I mean, if from the from the point of view of avoiding warranty, that's expected, basically. Yeah, that's but, fair, but... Take, but at a certain point, like, you own that PC yeah. beyond the warranty, that should be accessible and changeable. Absolutely. Like, wow, and I could just swap things out willy-nilly. And they do, that's still accepted practice at uh, Curry's PC World because they, if they sell you uh, a copy, if they sell you a PC and they'll say, we can upgrade you to Windows 10 for free and we'll give you a copy of Windows 10 and a USB stick uh, so in case you need to back it up or anything like that, yeah. they will set up Windows in such a way that you will need them to put in a password if you want to change it. Oh. So they get you to come... I don't know, that's probably not the way they do it but they do definitely set it up in such a way where you need their confirmation to make any changes right. it's essentially they retain admin rights so you have the PC you own the PC but you need to take it to them to change anything huh. so and the only way you can get around that is say to them install it but I demand full admin rights otherwise I'm yeah. walking and then they go oh sure you're affecting yeah. the sale we'll just give you but it's not the thing they do at the box because they no, out the box they just it. assume that you're a fucking moron and you can't do it yourself yeah. which is pretty shitty yeah. I, uh, I don't Begrudge anyone who has to work in PC hardware right now because uh, AMD is coming for Intel big game, big time. Yep. And I'm seeing reviews about the new processor unit. Shit, to get very interesting out there for AMD versus Intel. So if you're if you're interested in that type of thing, start reading up on uh, AMD's new Ryzen line because there's the new stuff they've just launched and there's stuff coming out in a year from now. It's going to be uh, the next like half generation of stuff. Going to get very interesting. For that for PC building in the next mm. worth a loop of that inclination. Yeah, if you've got some spare cycles going around that you want to build your own PC, go for it. Because yeah. something I've considered, our PC that I'm using just now, it's a good PC, but again, it's bought and pre-built. Yeah. I would like to go down that route of just building my own PC and see how that fares. It probably wouldn't go well, but there's enough people around me that I could say, dude, I fucked this up. Could you come in, and <laughs> come in and take a look? And like, yeah, sure, whatever. The um, but hopefully not my dad because my I caught my dad doing something weird and it just it confused the shit out of me. <laughs> I asked him, I said, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? Because he was uh, he was sitting there with just a pile of components all around him. And I asked him, what the fuck are you? I asked him, what are you doing? Fuck, are you, what are you doing here with all these bits of it? And he went, oh, my hard drive stopped working. Okay, because he has this weird tower thing where he, he's got this thing he just harbors technology. Right. And he's got this thing where it's a it's a dock thing that you can put old hard drives in. Yeah, and it reads the data and puts it through to your laptop, PC, whatever. Yeah. And he said, one of my hard drives stopped working. Okay, so you took it apart? And he went, yeah. Went, you do realize without the casing, you can't really read the data that's on the hard drive. And oh, I just wanted to take it apart and put it back together. And that's not really going to work. You've just essentially broke two hard drives. The uh, I actually watched, as Linus Tech Tips went to the place that actually does like hardware data recovery hmm. uh, for off hard drives. They don't even open anything on a hard drive unless they yeah. absolutely fucking have to. As soon as that case comes off, game fucking over yeah and then he's got all the he's got the, the little uh, silver discs everywhere and he's got the <gasps> little I've said to him you've basically just wasted two hard drives and went, nah it's fine I'll be able to get them up and run again I went that is no dude no you can, you might be able to fix cars very very easily and very very quickly but you've basically just broke two fairly expensive hard drives that you've had to quit a while everything on that is so sensitive oh my oh yep. the, see the, the, the readers on a hard disk drive it is beyond like the it's a piece of metal but it is almost thinner than yeah, really and that's good. what's reading. And if it was any thicker, it would shred yeah. the hard drive. And there's a reason why hard drive overheating is such an easy thing to do because if that overheats even slightly, all those thin components will just buckle, and your body heat can get that done pretty fucking quickly. Oh, just no, I, I don't. I, I don't agree with it. I'm I'm pretty cavalier with my PC. 
I'll do random shit for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there's stuff that, about that that just kind of gives me the kind of release, just kind of, ooh. Just oh, dude, I am, I'm extremely fucking forensic with my PC. If I have to open it up and clean it or something, I turn it off, leave it for half an hour, I put on fucking uh, gloves and shit. Yeah. <laughs> in case I get anything, I'm sitting there with the fucking light and the magnifying glass just trying to put it back together like I'm doing fucking bomb disposal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fuck this up. This was expensive. Oh shit! I've messed up the power supply. Yeah, I watch um, one of my older brothers or my dad do something like a simple task, like replacing the heatsink paste. Just <laughs> spread that shit about. This heatsink paste slapping all over the place. Oh, no. I'm just sitting there going, "You're doing it wrong." Where's the gloves? How long is that PC been off? I'm just having an aneurysm <laughs> in the corner. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be the size of a pea. <laughs> it's to be, squish it down. You can reuse the tube if you're really frugal. <laughs> Oh, it's just... No, I don't like it, man. I can't watch other people fixing computers. It skews me up. At some point, we might need to make you watch that one. Uh, oh, who was it? Somebody made the worst PC building guide of all time. Oh, I might God, need to no. get you to watch it. No. It's hysterical, but I think it's 4% of that. They, oh, they paid some intern to make a PC, and it is the worst build guide of all time. Like, the react, the, it was so bad, they took it down. So all the re-uploads exist out there, and they have ma- like they bombarded the original video with so many dislikes that even the re-uploads that people are saying, I just re-uploaded this for posterity. This is not my video. <laughs> Massive dis. There's more uh, videos of it being reviewed by PC builders than anything else. Ridiculous. So I'm most of the vi- most of those videos are just very angry PC builders with crossed arms, shaking their heads in disappointment. It's people freaking out. They're like, you would, do- you would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just did everything about that was wrong. It just mm, and they're like, how, is it like having the many aneurysms and all that? That's horrific. Nah. But yeah, PC building is fun. Uh, if you're playing around with PCs on the inside, it is fun. It's also risky as all hell. Oh yeah. It does not take much to fuck up a component, and that's why I'm very nervous around it. <laughs> whenever it comes to like doing anything inside the PC, but once you get used to it, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Once you know what you're doing, I I did some minor PC building back in the day or PC repair. Because I kind of knew what I was doing. If you know enough, you can. But it was always that thing was I made sure that everything was was done properly. Yeah. Like I said I'm not joking when I say gloves and fuck it. If I'm taking tiny cables, I'm sitting there with tweezers. I have uh, I have a screwdriver kit and it's got a tiny tweezer. The only thing is the tweezers on yeah. they come to too fine a point. I can't actually grip anything with them, so it's kind of useless. I have no idea what it's for. I can't. I've never figured out how I'm supposed to actually use these accuracy at length. I I, I say tweezers. Realize I used the wrong. I'm talking like needle nose pliers that come at points. I'm like ah right very carefully lifting things out of the box it's one of the things of, as a guy or just as uh, somebody who lives by themselves a decent toolkit is a fucking life yeah it's an absolute must although if anyone tries to fix my PC again using a magnetic screwdriver I'm going to beat them to death with ah. that magnetic screwdriver <laughs> asked my dad like I was trying to crack a PC open so I could clean it out and then said I was like, I've not got the right screwdriver for this one ah two seconds I went and got this big red magnetic screwdriver that's used to work in the car I was like get that the fuck away from my PC <laughs> you're not using that it's actually not that bad as long as the magnet isn't that powerful oh dude this thing was powerful like, you can, I don't know like, if it's for cars yeah, and stuff it's been like used that, on cars so you could just like pull out a uh, broken pieces of screw and stuff like that. Oh, you're no. nowhere near this thing. <laughs> so please stop. Please don't touch the PC with that thing. <laughs> Stay away. You'll wipe everything ever. You will destroy everything. Uh, I think we're ready for the showstopper. Absolutely we are ready for the showstopper. It's going to be a little different this week, kids, because I'm actually going to encourage you to stop the show. Because we are going to take a quick look at uh, a music video from the 1950s. Isaiah found some weird shit recently. But this one pretty much takes the cake. This is, you're going to go to YouTube and search for Pete Drake and his talking steel guitar. Forever, okay? That's the track, Forever, by Pete Drake and his talking steel guitar. And join us after this quick interlude. Well, we're back. We are. How was that for you? That <laughs> it was, was haunting for me. Hey, I didn't think it was that bad. Actually, I can imagine that being in a 
like an old uh, Coen Brothers movie, it's just kind of weird musical interlude, but there was there were some creepy aspects to the video. I mean, there was just people hanging out for no reason. My, uh... The weird, fam- the weird fucking Von Trapp family at the front of it, they were just <laughs> sitting singing deadpan into the camera, it was pretty fucking freaky. My favourite top, uh, favourite comment from, like, the top uh, list ones on YouTube, uh, directed by David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> it fits so well. Yeah, There's it something so, so much sense. It's eerie, off-suburbia setting yeah. of uh, this performance by the band, and you say... There are just random people dotted about, just kind of hanging out, vibing in the mo- vibing in the moment. Yeah, just getting in it. But why? <laughs> For no reason. We, we need to. That's the problem. Is we need to figure. I uh, say this is just something I found a while back, and I was like, "This is so creepy. I need to show it to someone else." Yeah. I showed it to family, friends, anyone you can show it to. It'd be like, "What were people doing in the fifties? What drug were they on?" <laughs> were they? This is not the actions of sober people. <laughs> we're going to break conventions here, Colin. Yes. Double showstopper. Double showstopper. Double showstopper. Because in the same vein of shit that you found that you wanted to talk about, yeah. I found some shit back in Halloween that I forgot to talk about. Yes. And I've found it again. Just uh, we spoke. We probably spoke back in season zero, available on YouTube. Watch at your leisure. Uh, about haunted houses and how people just they love the thrill of the haunted house because like, oh we get scared, the adrenaline hypes up. It's yeah. a fun experience. Uh, and then the the advent of the haunted houses birth extreme haunted where people would go in and get covered in blood and people would get grabbed and shaken and it was all family fun to an extent because people would have the code word and they say right uh, Oklahoma I don't want to be involved <laughs> in this anymore and then that actor would go point to the door that person would get out scot free usually but in the past I want to say maybe five to six years there's been more and more of the extreme haunted houses popping up and one name leads the list and it is McKamey Manor alright uh, McKamey Manor is run by a guy named Russ McKamey, who might be certifiably but fucking sane. <laughs> not just but not just <laughs> but fucking sane. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I can't even, that that phrase just threw me off the list. <laughs> I was like, I, I thought I had something for that. No, but no. fucking sane is the best phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> He's certifiable. <laughs> to gain access to his extreme haunted house, which is called McKamey Manor, uh, you have to pay him in dog food, which he then gives to a greyhound truck. Right. Which is the only good and redeemable aspect of McKamey Manor. When you go into McKamey Manor, you have to sign a waiver. And clandestinely, under the under the guise of entrance, this person has posted it, or someone has posted it onto the Reddit, and has now uh, put up a list of all the things that you have to agree to to get into McKamey Manor. And here are, I think there's 20-odd of these different clauses in total. I'll read out some key ones. Uh, first one is a participant understands that they may incur injuries from falling props in the event that they become unstable during the... T- That's fairly standard boilerplate. Yeah. Shit happens, stuff wobbles, you might get hit by it. Second, or... Uh, it's, that one was uh, clause 50. This is clause 50. Participant fully understands and agrees that once the participant enters McKamey Manor, there is no quitting unless serious physical or psychological injury is present. Part- uh, clause 49. Participant fully agrees and understands that they may come in contact with carbon monoxide poisoning with regards to artificial fog. Okay. Clause 51 takes the fucking cake. Participant fully understands that injuries may occur during their tour of McKamey Manor, which may include, but are not limited to, head, neck and back injuries, death, stroke, traumatic brain injury, brain aneurysms, cerebral or retinal hemorrhage, subdural hematoma, loss of consciousness, whiplash, harmful heart reactions, nausea, headaches, dizziness lacerations, broken or sprained broken or sprained bones, torn ligaments, bleeding wounds, scrapes and or cuts, heat stroke or drowning, and does not hold McKamey Manor response. I can go on because there's plenty of these fucking things. Uh, there's the phrase, behind every sign is a story. As in, someone had to have explained that you don't run next to the pool because somebody ran next to the pool, slipped on water and cracked her, heart, cracked her head open. Yep. The list there is terrifyingly long. Yeah. 
and it's all like the carbon monoxide due to the fog exposure okay that might be because yeah. they're using a certain chemical that reacts in a certain way and could produce carbon monoxide that would induce poisoning and we don't want to get sued for that the laundry list of physical injury there yeah. is so massive oh, there's also there's also this, this list here i'll read you a couple more Participant fully understands and agrees that if they are selected to visit the dentist, in air qu- in quotations, that they may have a tooth extracted without Novocaine and cannot hold McCamey Manor liable. Participant fully agrees and understands that their tooth may their teeth may be accidentally chipped, broken, and are lost and cannot hold McCamey Manor liable. Participant fully understands and agrees that it is possible that joints, i.e. shoulder, jaw, elbow, wrist, knee, hip, may be accidentally dislocated and the participant cannot hold McCamey Manor liable. Participant fully agrees and understands that they will be participating in various medieval torture devices such as knife throwing and will be strapped to a spinning wheel and will be shackled or chained. Uh, what is it? I don't know what a gibbet cage is. I think that's just like a massive sort of birdcage thing. Basically, gibbets are... A gibbet is what hangs... Uh, like, you hang the cage off of it but the cage itself is basically just... I'd say like a giant birdcage. It's like a hanging cage. iron bars, yeah. yeah. And they may be attached to stocks or the rack. Mm-hmm. Uh, patient fully, uh, uh, yeah, you are a patient at this point. A uh, participant fully understands and agrees that they may be bruised by paintballs. Fully understands that they uh, understands and agrees that the MK Ultra Mind Control may be used. That's he's just making shit up now at this point. MK Ultra Mind Control is a theory that the CIA or partially proven conspiracy theory that CIA had mind control. Uh, capabilities are tested mind control in the 50s mostly on uh, the mentally unstable probably on the black community as well but it's uh, the running uh, conspiracy that the CIA has dabbled in mind control and it goes on to many many more horrific things there's one here that talks about uh, they will be enclosed in a chamber with live animals which may include mice, rats, roaches, uh, tarantulas, millipedes, centipedes, snakes, spiders, potato bugs, worms, larvae uh, snails, slugs, grubs and crickets Uh, they may be asked to ingest said bugs as well and uh, they may be full, they must be fully aware of the fact that they will be sedated giving hallucinogenic drugs they may be induced to the point of choking gagging or vomiting they will get tattoos uh-huh. and a, ne- a nail may pierce their hand or they may get smashed in the hand or face with a hammer and this is all apparently a legal waiver because they found some loophole is McKamey Manor in Texas could be because this seems like the but kind I'll, of thing I'll google it this seems like the kind of thing where a Texas lawyer who's up uh, during a lawsuit because of this and they say your honour my client signed a waiver allowing us to do this to them. And at that point, the judge has to say, son, we in Texas. It's in San Diego. In San... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, we're like, we're on, Texas. Ru- it's on Russ McCamey's... Uh, pr- it's on his property. So I don't know if that feeds into it anyway, but I'm pretty sure you can't exclude liability for private property. You just, you just can't exclude that level of physical trauma yeah and by the way that's just a flavor that's just some of the more horrific ones the list goes on those were in particular a uh, uh, clauses 55 to 71 that 50 to 71 that has been written in a certain way to ensure maximum coverage yeah been written by somebody who is aware of what this business does and says you want protection from what okay this is the best i can do yeah, this is literally the best i can do i will name everything you could possibly do to a person and if they sign off of it we might have a bit of leverage with a judge who is not batshit insane it's it's fucking ridiculous. Incidentally, if you want to see uh, this live, there's a show on Netflix. I think it's called something like Black Tourism, right? And it, the the last episode of that show, episode ten, is where they go to McCamey Manor. A black tourist. Black tourist, yeah, yeah. That's it's so. I feel so weaselly that they would try and get out of this. Yeah. To that extent, of just saying, look, we're gonna list everything we could possibly do, 
um, let's just hope a judge makes and that you're dumb enough to sign. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of their excluding liability is them saying, oh, you signed a waiver, you agreed to it, but I don't think there's any amount of physical torture that you can exclude. And uh, apparently now... Uh, has been... that ever been tested in court? That, has that has that waiver ever been tested in court? I don't think it has, but it's now facing uh, backlash because uh, a lot of people are trying to get it shut down. But a lot of people have been physically deformed because of their injuries in McKamey Manor, and they're now being taken to court. And uh, I know I don't know I can't stand to the the American legal system, but in Scotland you cannot you cannot a uh, consent to physical deformations or a uh, uh, any kind of damage. Yeah. So you could say uh, there was a case in uh, my one of my classes that we're talking about. Uh, there was a basically a BDSM uh, orgy going on, right? And, and uh, one of the guys basically got fucked up and torn to pieces. And he said, "No, I consented to it." And they went, "No, you. Who cares? Like, you still got the crown needs to prosecute on your behalf." Uh, even no, if it wasn't. Consented. It wasn't the fact that he he was trying to prosecute the, the other members of this fuck pile. And they said, <laughs> "They said, oh, he consented to it." And they said, "No, no, no. You cannot consent." out of this amount of torture or this amount of physical uh, damage mm. like it doesn't matter that you consented to it you still basically right. got mutilated so you can't you can't consent out of it so there must be some difference in the in the uh, American system I think it might be something to do with the fact that it's on his private property Ugh. that he doesn't maybe he builds all these things himself and they consent to it beforehand but there's still something incredibly shady about this and I do hope it gets shut down because Russ McKamey is clearly a mentally unstable man because you see the videos on YouTube of people going through it, hardened marines who are getting and also there's another part of that uh, waiver you will get scalped at any point not to the point where you they'll get uh, a razor and they'll just shave you they will just rip out chunks or get a knife a blunt knife and just start hacking pieces of your hair off shit yeah uh, to think of that you have to be a very dark individual yeah and I know there's some people who embrace the darkness of uh, what they like to do but jeez it's ridiculous and uh, if you want to help this along make sure McKamey Manor gets shut down because I don't think people are going to be safe because there's always going to be the moron that's thinking yeah I can do this fucking yeah I can do this yeah bro I got a couple of beers in me let's go a couple of beers in me let's go I fucking survived tours because a lot of these people are veterans yeah. former uh, people that have left the military people that are still in active military service that go along and do this and then have to go back to their barracks with their heads shaved off and a fucking tattoo that, a tattoo on the side of their face that they never fucking asked for jeez yeah alright I mean the whole point the uh, when we were doing the Halloween episode, my uh, my endpoint was going to be have fun this Halloween, but don't go to that extent. <laughs> have safe fun. Have fun. Don't go to McKimmy Manor. Don't go to McKimmy Manor. If you're in San Diego, burn it down. Just <laughs> set it on fire. I guarantee your one crime of arson is going to be heavily drowned by his many, many crimes against so many different people. And the fact is, he also records it as well. Mm. If you consent to recording, because an- another part of it at the start of the waiver is uh, you consent to being recorded and that, fi- that footage being used on YouTube. I guarantee most people, if they're in a haunted house, or even an extreme haunted house, would consent. Yeah. So, and the footage would be up there. So, if there is a case against him, it's not looking good. Unless he has some silver bullet that says, I can do this. Yeah. Maybe there's some weird twisted well, fit part of legal yeah, could uh, be. law in California. I hate that. to think that that is the case. Jeez. Right. Uh, well, I've been Colin Graham. I've been Tom Anderson. And we've been talking Jibberfish. You can reach us at Jibberfish on Twitter. You can contact the show at Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Uh, We've been talking to Jim Yep.